1: Ladies and gentlemen, to this episode of the Hagman and Hagman Report, coming to you live from radio and television studios in beautiful northwest Pennsylvania, where we broadcast live each and every weeknight from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Global Star Radio Network. Folks, you can go to HagmanandHagman.com for all venues so to, to, to take your pick of broadcasting venues. There we've got uh, several. Our home base here is on the Global Star Radio Network, and of course we simulcast as well on BTR, Blog Talk Radio, and of course on YouTube Live. And pay attention, ladies and gentlemen, to YouTube Live, because, uh, and just go to hagmanhagman.com and, and, and watch the video, because tonight we are going to show the trailer from True Legends, The Unholy Sea, and if you haven't, folks, if you have not gotten yourself a copy of that, or access that via the internet, uh, do so, because it is telling, revealing, and companion to that, of course, Steve Quayle's books that include Genesis 6 Giants and, uh, uh Little Creatures and, and many, many. So folks, pay attention tonight, because I, I uh, um, just very briefly, looking at this, looking at this situation, looking at the, the, the past, the antiquities that are being discovered, and the spin that is associated with them is really the key to understanding not just the past but the future events as they unfold here to talk about that are two distinguished in my view distinguished people one of course steve quayle from stevequayle.com and then tim alberino folks uh Genesis six giants uh true legends mr alberino is a legend in and of himself or by himself or himself, I shouldn't say you know, himself, he's a legend, in in my view anyway, and you know the headlines of Steve Quayle the headlines and the research findings of Timothy Alberino, will go down in history as the foremost, in my view anyway, the foremost uh, significant findings that will not just map out the past, but give a glimpse into the future, Joey, I'm going to t- toss it to you, you can bring him on, by, by the way um, Portions of Nice Programs Portions of tonight's program. I'm putting the S's in the wrong spot tonight. Portions of tonight's program brought to you by Minuteman Rocket Stove. It's a perfect survival cooking stove for your family in the times in in the times of need. And they've got a wonderful wonderful product. We use it Minuteman Rocket Stove. Visit their website for the rocket stoves as well as the fire starters intense fire starters MinutemanStove dot com. joe i'm going to kick it over to you so i don't uh, mess up the english language anymore I, this <laughs> com- you know what this comes from my attempts to pronounce some of the the uh, spanish words i was looking at in the articles in, in the research in the findings <laughs> and, and I'm, I'm trying to I'm I'm, st- I'm I'm actually you know having a phonics lesson in my office but go ahead yeah we got a great show for you tonight and just a quick
2: a couple quick announcements uh this week we have a, a great lineup um Lined up for you tomorrow. Sheila's linked. he's going to come on to talk about her new book. We're also going to have an in-studio guest this Friday. Yes, Mr. Jack Casho, author of TWA Flight 800. We were at a picnic of his yesterday. A great event, and we're going to thank him for that. With that, we're going to bring on Mr. Steve Quayle and Timothy Alberino. Steve, General. welcome to the Hagman and Hagman Report.
0: Well, thank you, and it's a delight to be on with you tonight, Doug, Joe, and everyone listening. I think you're going to find tonight's a very important and dramatic turnaround in the information that's now flowing. Uh, as you know, Tim Albarino uh, wrote the pretty much the script for our latest true legends, The Unholy Sea, and... Lo and behold, within probably one week, Doug, of, uh, probably, I'd say this, within one week, the world's largest pyramid in the world was found in- hidden inside a mountain in Mexico. That the, uh, they're claiming the early settlers built a church on top of a hill, not knowing that the Great Pyramid of Cholulu lay beneath. Now that's BS, okay? Uh, the, the bottom line is, is that from the beginning of the Spanish conquistadors, uh, pillaging, plundering of the Americas, South America, Latin America, all over the country, they have basically put their churches on every high point in the city to show the conquest of the Catholic faith over the pagan religions. Now, when Tim and I first started talking about this, we basically encountered a lot of people poo-pooing us But I think it's neat, because we can make statements, and then God gives us the exclamation point. And judging from the response we've been getting on the unholy sea from all over the world, uh, people are saying it puts so many of the pieces together. Now, I find it interesting that this didn't happen two years ago, three years ago, or four years ago. But by the grace of God, his love for his creation, he wants people to know the truth. And by the way, I think God's uh, uh, doing a great job of no longer allowing um, uh, aberrations of specific denominations to obscure the word of God. I I say that in the context of there's nothing that's hidden that won't be revealed and made known. So uh, we're going to talk tonight about some of the amazing things, but one of the most amazing things is and I'm going to turn it right over to you, Tim, uh, that is happening in... Our world is all of the plausible and the former and formal denials of alien life, of planet terror, uh, planets that can host human life. Everything that's out there now is coming to the forefront. And I believe, and Tim will share in detail, that we're on the verge of uh, right now we may be uh, just watching the beginnings of uh, uh, the announcement that the aliens are here and that they created us. They'll move it from the aliens are there to the aliens came here and pretty much to fit in with their total total unveiling. So we'd encourage everybody to absolutely watch the trailer and to understand tonight we're not making stuff up we spend a, a horrific amount of money to go all over all over the world and then to have the best production we can afford at the moment. And Doug, from what, you know, Tom Horn said and others have said, this is the best DVD of its kind that they've ever seen. I think you've echoed that. So this is not, you know, uh, a handy cam, uh, a, a mic on the camera, just, you know, cinema verite style. This is a production that basically weaves the central theme of history. That the fallen angels gave to mankind, uh, their technology, their understanding of science, and through that arcane, hidden, or occult understanding, as people serve them has come about this what i would call technologically decadent period of uh, techno serfdom those are words i coined years ago that are coming into full fruition and so now we're seeing everything that's been hidden revealed and the Astonishing thing is, is that it litters the pages now of mainstream uh, news sites, especially when it comes to the supernatural being on Drudge, the London Daily Mail. All over the world, people are experiencing strange anomalies. And somebody said, it's almost like the most evil hand opened Pandora's box, the one that was hidden in the regular box. So go ahead, and Tim, and take it.
3: Well, good evening, gentlemen. Um, talking about this Cholula pyramid what's what I find really interesting about this is that the pyramid was actually discovered in the uh, in the early 20th century Um, and but has is recently appearing all over the news Uh, this month in the month month or uh, in the month of August if we're still in the month month of August yes we are the 29th Um, it's it's just exploding all over the internet and all over the news uh, even though it's been known, uh, people have known about, about this uh, particular pyramid for a while, uh, for uh, a century. And, um, it, it's, it literally comes on the heels of, as Steve said, of our production of our last uh, documentary film, which, which deals with exactly the situation that we find at Cholula, at the pyramid of Cholula in Mexico, which is, a pyramid a very large pyramid and in fact this is this is claimed to be the largest pyramid on the planet it has a base four times larger than the great pyramid of giza and uh, nearly twice its volume but perched on top of the pyramid is a catholic church uh which uh in the in the unholy sea uh we we detail why it is that the catholic church in many cases uh, will place uh, a cathedral or a monastery or some other kind of religious building on site where these ancient structures are found and literally on top of them uh, uh, sometimes as in the case of Cholula and uh, this pyramid is not only is it the largest uh, structure what they say is the largest uh, structure on the planet, man-made structure in terms of ancient structures, uh, it's also the oldest continuous, continuously occupied building on the continent because of the church that's on top of it, uh, which I find to be very interesting. Um, it, this, this church was built during the conquest of Mexico, which was basically happening in, happening in the, in the same time frame, frame more or less of the conquest of Peru. So you have many of the same factors happening in Mexico that were happening in, in Peru. In Mexico with Cortez, uh, and in Peru with Pizarro, but these guys were discovering the same things and doing the same things. Uh, the the conquistadors in Mexico with Cortez were finding the bones of giants, uh, just like the uh, the conquistadors <clears throat> that were conquering the Incan Empire in Peru and Bolivia. And uh, in fact, they were communicating with one another, uh, according to the documents that we uncovered. And then it's a well-known fact that these con- these conquests uh that they were they were they were cut from the same cloth literally these conquistadors um and and so giants are being discovered at the same time the bones of giants these pyramids are being discovered and churches are being erected catholic churches a catholic presence is being uh, placed directly in these very important archaeological zones uh just like all the other structures all the other major ancient structures around the world this cholula temple pyramid uh, has a, an, an extensive underground network below it and inside of it and just like the other structures around, um, uh, ancient structures around the world uh, it's built on top of previous pyramids so um, it is extremely interesting to me that as Steve said we finish our film the first uh, the second episode in our documentary film series The Unholy Sea dealing with this subject matter and then a month later we've got a story running through the press uh, of a pyramid uh, that fits the bill of everything we talked about in our film. And not only that, also in the month of July, uh, a couple of weeks after we released our film, or a week after we released our film, NASA came out with uh, an image of the surface of Mars. And uh, I've talked about this extensively uh, in some, uh, with Tom Horn and, and, uh, with Gary Stearman, that, that NASA comes out with this picture with the heading Morse code on Mars. And, uh, of course they, they, they created a media frenzy about Morse code on Mars. Is, is this potential, is this a potential communication on Mars? And then they, they proceeded to, to absolutely, uh, disqualify the idea that it could be a, potential communication from Mars, but nevertheless, the heading, Morse code on Mars, gets plastered all over the world in um, in the news, in both uh, uh, internet articles and on major news networks, such as Fox News, CNN, CNN, MSNBC, they all carried the story, and I find that to be very interesting because we featured something called the Geoglyphs of Tijuana in our first film, in episode one, of our True Legend series, which 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 uh, which are the geoglyphs are these massive uh, um, these massive lines and dots and mounds that are raised over the earth in the Altiplano, on the high plain of Bolivia, but are also uh, engraved into the bedrock. So they're mounds and they're engraved, and they're absolutely massive. and And you can see those uh, featured in the first film, uh, in the first uh, film of our documentary series, in episode one. So. It's almost like we're producing these films, we're covering these topics, and then suddenly we're being verified. Uh, uh, our, our research is being verified in real time in the news right after we, we complete these documentaries. So there's definitely something happening. There's, I think that, honestly, I think that we are experiencing uh, what could be described as soft disclosure at this point. I think that uh, very gradually, incrementally, information is being released that that is intentionally designed to prime us to acclimate us to the announcement that's coming in the very near future
1: soft disclosure with a spin though with their spin right oh absolutely Yep.
0: Right. And you know, Doug, excuse me, <clears throat> sorry for my throat, the interesting and the more, I would say, important aspect of this is, as you know, I put out a request twice on your show for someone that was good with math, and, you know, the guys that tried to help me, it by their both their confessions. It was beyond their ability. Well, here's what I'm maintaining, and I'm going to say it tonight for the first time I think it's ever been said. I believe that NASA, or NASA, Gary Haven told me NASA's in the Bahamas and NASA's in Florida, uh, the, <laughs> the, Ability to decipher those, both whether it's the Martian landscape or, uh, you know, the ones that we found in Peru. Uh, the, the thing that I'm struggling with is how to put this into words because it's so massive in the ramifications. I maintain that, and Tim and I are working on this right now, it was my contention that the language that David Flynn first identified in his book uh... Cydonia, the secret chronicle of mars and then later you know in his other writings that are available on my website the thing that's important to keep in mind is if NASA has already deciphered that then the correlation between what's on mars and what's on the surface of the earth uh... in south america primarily peru uh... we're talking about something that is so uh, how do i say this Beyond mortal comprehension, that it will take. Here, I know what I'm trying to say. It's beyond mortal comprehension. Even if they've deciphered it in the the highest or lowest annals of Luciferianism, the spin will be, Doug, under soft disclosure, which will turn to hard disclosure. I'm afraid very soon is to say that they have deciphered it. Now, because they're the only ones outside the Russians or Chinese or whoever else may have done the same thing, they can put whatever spin on it they would like. And so, you know, by the grace of God, where they've got billions, we've got our knees and we've got prayers and we've got intercession. And by the way, I want to make this clear to everybody who's been praying for us. Tim and I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, we talk about this all the time, we know that God is being faithful to answer your prayers both for our safety and for the steps He's leading us in to get this deciphering. Look, it's, it's true. Tim got what he got from the Holy Ghost. I got what I got from the Holy Ghost. A man has nothing except he receives it from above. But we're being led in a very, I would say this, a totally almost contrarian leading to definitely standard archaeology, standard cosmology, standard everything. In other words, uh, the framework of the false narrative of history is being broken almost on a daily basis. Now, the fact that this is a big, big pyramid in Cholulu, what most people lose track of prior to the flood of Noah, there were no oceans, okay? There were supercontinents, and all across the world, there were massive pyramids. And what we're going to be presenting to people, and and part of our next uh, True Legends uh, series, uh, number three, is that if you take out the fact that oceans were only existent after the flood, you can see the continuity of all of the different pyramids from all over the world. In essence, just as in Babylon, they were seeking to have a a standard language, which by the way they're going to achieve very soon and through universal translation, instantaneous translation understanding, that which the plains of Shinar failed in uh, the mad Illuminous will succeed in. But that's another uh, story another time. So as we're researching this, what's fascinating is that you know 120 million years ago, there was called the map of the Creator. I mentioned that mention of that before. Uh, it's done on a scale that's pretty interesting, whereas one inch equals 1.1 kilometer, but it directly matches specific areas of the Ural Mountains. If the flood, and we believe, obviously, the book of Enoch teaches that the fallen angels knew the flood was coming to destroy their progeny, So they wrote in the mountains, they wrote in the sand, they wrote in the land, and they wrote in the stars exactly their testimony of who they are. In essence, they wrote their uh, will and testament to their uh, children uh, produced by, you know, supernatural uh, relationships between fallen angels and earth women. I want to remind everybody, when you're talking about the supernatural, gravity does not apply in the sense you understand it. Physics do not apply in the sense you've been taught it, and your understanding needs to be in a different realm. I have to say this every time I go on your show, because I'll get emails, don't send them, don't waste your breath, ladies and gentlemen. Jesus said in heaven they are neither given or taken in marriage, but are as the angels when confronted by the Pharisees. But we're not talking about heavenly angels, we're talking about fallen angels. And what's becoming more apparent daily is, is that dead things from under the earth are moved at thy coming. Now I want to share something Tim I'll give it right back to you. I, I've, I've been receiving a couple of things from Glinda Lomax. I guess her name is Glinda Launcus now or something. Wings of Prophecy. I'm sorry, Glinda, if I mispronounce your name. But, Doug, this is echoing what Tim and I are, are finding out. The more we go investigating, the more we are seeing the, the gates of hell and the locals or people who are talking to us, contacting us, talking about such amazing supernatural events happening today. Not yesterday, not 10,000 years ago or 10 million years ago now I want to read this because this is, this is something that's very fascinating, very pertinent to what Tim and I are talking about tonight in the world around us you in times to come my people will see the invisible realm, for those of you who do not see now this will be frightening, but it is for your good that I, this is God speaking, I shall open your eyes then, otherwise would the deception be so great none of my people would survive at all the creatures you shall see there are from the pits of hell, where the enemy of your soul reigns. They will attempt to terrify you, but I command you now: fear not. Do not give place to the enemy in this way. You shall fear the Lord your God only, and Him only shall you serve. Remember then that the excuse me. Remember when that time arrives that what you are seeing is not anything new, but things that are very ancient. They have always been around you, but you have not always needed to know this was so in that time it will be necessary for you to live without being deceived by those who are wolves in sheep's clothing fear not only believe in me i am well able to protect you now that was number one number two came today once dead And this is where it gets exactly into what uh, the Lord is leading to us, uh, Tim and I, and Genesis 6 Productions. My children, in the end, things which were once dead, shall live again. I do not wish uh, for this to terrify you, but it has been foretold in my word. In the end there shall be only chaos and death and destruction shall reign all around you. This has been the enemy's intent all along and his desire is getting you into sin that you would destroy your own souls and lead those around you into temptation. He is coming to destroy in the earth and there shall indeed be much destruction but in the end my father shall prevent him from destroying all. I tell you this that you may know it before it happens. Fear not. The things were Presenting to people through true legends and through the myths associated with them and through the archaeological and the ancient architecture are at this point in history. And I want to remind everybody the dead, once dead, that word comes from Rapha, from which derives the word Rephaim. Rephaim is the giants. Nephilim are the fallen angel, even though twice in the Old Testament. It is translated giant. It should more correctly state those who descend from the fallen ones. So you've got Genesis chapter six, obviously the name of our production company, and you have numbers 1333. There seems to be a lapse in ability for people to understand that Satan just didn't do this once, trying to genetically destroy the human race, but he did it twice, both before and after the Flood. And now he's doing it a third time, throughout the secret and arcane laboratories throughout the world. So, basically, uh we're now seeing, if you will, the unveiling of all things... And years ago, Doug, and I don't have a copy, I'm sorry, but I gave a prophecy, I think 15 years ago, that the unseen world would become visible, that the things of men's nightmares that only terrified them in their dreams will now terrify them in their lives. And, you know, it went on, and and forgive me, but those are the only two things I can remember from 15 years ago we're at this point now in history where those things that we're taking people through true legends are i believe the antidote for fear that is soon to overcome the whole earth and when people are afraid and somebody comes as a celestial savior not jesus christ they're going to buy the lie and end up in eternity without jesus so that's why what we do that's why we do what we do uh... tim go ahead
3: um... i think it's uh... It's interesting also how the internet has uh, accelerated uh, I think it's accelerated some of the some of the plans of of the Luciferian elite because uh, people are able to uh, share knowledge and are able to obviously, for example, a wider range of people are able to hear us tonight uh, and and uh, access our the films that we make and the videos that we produce and and the books that Steve writes and and so knowledge is increasing, and so rather than trying to put a lid on it, I think what uh, what we're seeing is an acceleration of the plan. Uh, they're trying to stay ahead of it, and when I say they, I mean the the the, the priests of power, the Luciferian elite, uh, the controllers of society and of ancient history, the knowledge of ancient history. Uh, and I think that before long, it's it's only a matter of time before. Uh, The revelation happens before it occurs uh, to people that many of the very large pyramidal mountains around them are actually structures, are actually uh, man-made structures. I don't think they're necessarily man-made. Hold that thought, uh, Mr.
2: Albarino. We are coming up against the top of the hour break. Uh, Bottom of the hour break. When we come back, we're going to hit right on that subject of these man-made pyramids. Built around mountains. Folks, you're listening to Steve Quill, Tim Alberino on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Stay with us.
1: Hagman and Hagman presents to you Steve Quayle and Timothy Alberino, TrueLegendsTheSeries true dot com. Build is one of the best documentaries of its type by Tom Horn. Folks, view the trailer at TrueLegendsTheSeries and by all means, grab a hold of the DVD or, or get the streaming video. The information contained in that alone the unholy sea uh, is beyond I, I mean it, you're talking about putting things in perspective and of course the companion works of Steve Quayle through his books all too important we are going to turn it back over to Timothy Alberino. Tim thanks for holding through the break and uh, you were talking about uh, a number of things right before the break uh, not the least of which was the man made uh, structure so continue on for, please
3: yeah i was talking about the idea that um, there are structures massive structures that are too big to be believable all over the earth that are covered in sediment at this point uh and are actually that uh, are, are are you know are being considered to be mountains or 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 hills and things of this nature and and we've confirmed that uh, we've confirmed some of that in Sardinia, uh, where we have some things here in the United States we're looking at. But uh, what I was saying was because of the availability of information and the internet and uh, the, the books and the films that are being produced, and um, people are are beginning to to take a, a, people are beginning to have a different perspective uh, on some of these very interestingly shaped mountains and hills. Obviously, a lot of people are familiar with the, uh, the, 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 par- the pyramid in, uh, uh, where is it, Steve? Uh, uh, um, is it, uh, the B- Bosnia, the Bosnia pyramid, the, 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 what people claim to be a pyramid, which I believe is a pyramid. They've, they've, uh, um, they found large stones at the basin of that mountain, at the base of that mountain. And also, there's indications that there are tunnels within that mountain, and it is a mountain. Uh, the uh, the the Bosnia pyramid, and I'm not saying that every mountain or every mountain range has pyramids in it, but what I'm saying is that um, the mainstream archaeologists will never look at a a pyramidal mountain and and wonder if it's a pyramid because it's just too big. It's just too large. It doesn't fit into their paradigm. But now that people are beginning to understand that, understand that giants existed in the earth, extremely large giants existed in the earth, and there was advanced technology in the ancient world, in the in the antediluvian world. A lot of people are looking at these things, these these pyramidal uh, mountains and conical hills, as they're called. Uh, one pyramid. Uh, in Sardinia that that, that we documented, they, they refer to it as a conical hill. The archaeologists do. They never bothered to dig down into the conical hill because it's too large. It's simply too large. It doesn't fit the bill. It doesn't fit into their archaeological paradigm. So I think that what I'm saying is this. I think it is inevitable. Uh, the further we go along, uh, that uh, disclosure on many fronts is going to happen. It, it is absolutely going to happen because they can't uh, cover everything up forever. Things are being uh, coming to light now that have been hidden for a very, very long time. And uh, there's this undercurrent, uh, not only an undercurrent of alternative media in terms of politics and geopolitics, there's an undercurrent of alternative archaeology, of alternative history, and it is unstoppable. And I think that's part of the reason why uh, I, the United Nations is getting ready to take over the internet, I believe it 's the United nations um, is to control some of this to try and control some of this, but the best that they can do at this point is to try and get out in front and to try and get out in front of a lot of this kind of stuff and and to control the process of disclosure and make sure that it is oriented just like you said earlier, Doug, make sure that the narrative is oriented towards their message and their message is 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 an affront to the gospel ultimately and make no mistake the idea of aliens uh, the idea of, of alien disclosure is absolutely and directly linked to the disclosure of the megaliths and and the ancient stuff the antediluvian stuff as we uh, i believe as we prove in our in our film the unholy sea
0: Doug, I think the point has to be made too that I just put up on my website, I put up the researchers find the story of the 120 million year old map. But Tim, one of the things in that article, just to refresh, uh, you don't know, your memory and then tie it into, uh, Sardinia with this, uh, this, that the map of the creator, 120 million years old, I'm reading, the third personal layer has several millimeters, according to scholars, that might have been placed in order to create diffused light to eliminate the stone slab but also to protect the slab from external impact thanks to its calcium porcelain composition. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you that one of the other uh, additional things they need to consider is because of the alternating porcelain layer and the previous second layer of diopside glass, they were able to view this map in 3D. And, Tim, I just think that you and I need to uh, basically, you know, believe God, and ladies and gentlemen that are listening, pray for us, that well, God will give us someone. I know there's a group, I won't say which country, that has done what I, uh, you know, tried to get uh, the other two gentlemen, Kipu, or, you know, that's, that we were talking about, the Incan priests, not language, and then we tied that in with the, some of the wonderful areas of Tiwanaco. But the thing that is critical, will you share what you found was it on Sardinia, the quartz like covering, or was that yeah. Malta? Yep. That's actually multiple locations. Yep. Sure with
3: that. That's actual multiple locations. We we we've we found that uh there's this uh there's this ubiquitous technique of covering the megalithic stones with either some kind of a glossy uh some kind of a glossy uh stone or with quartz or with crystals and that's definitely the case in Sardinia there there are large uh there are large blocks in Sardinia that are covered the uh, the outer perimeters are covered in quartz and uh we were we think and and we were told that that the quartz at one time right now it's it's very uh, crystalline and it's um it's fragmented but at one time it was probably a smooth quartz surface and so uh, it, it kind of adds another dimension when you look back into the past and you think about some of these pyramids. By the way, this pyramid of Cholula, when the when Cortes discovered it, they, he didn't realize what it was, but but it was covered under earth. I mean, it wasn't like uh, it wasn't like it was some some temple that was in use. It was covered over with earth. So this thing is very very ancient. It's it not didn't belong to that uh, to the uh to the Aztec or the Maya. This thing is very ancient. And these pyramids were very likely covered in in some kind of of light reflective surface, whether it be quartz uh, or whether or whether it be um a, f- a finished surface on the rock so that it so that it shines, it reflects the sun, it reflects the moon. And there could be various reasons why And there could be various explanations uh, as to why that might be, what what kind of uses that, that would have had. But at the very least, when you project in your mind back into the distant past, I mean, you've got to imagine in your head shining structures, shining pyramids and megalithic structures that were shining, reflecting the sun during the day, reflecting the moon during the night. And, I mean, imagine a pyramid the size of the para- the bosnian pyramid if that is indeed a pyramid which i believe it is if that is indeed a pyramid that's a mountain imagine a structure that large covered in quartz uh or or in in uh or in um um some kind of a reflective stone uh shining like the sun in the day and i mean um, with the brilliance of the sun in the day and of the moon at night i mean Uh, This was the this this is this is the reality of what these ancient structures represent. um, What these these very ancient structures represent, the ones that I believe uh, belong to the pre-flood world, and it's 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 absolutely amazing because if you look into some of the history, if you look into some of the ancient writings concerning, for example, Atlantis, um, you you'll find that they were the cities were described in some cases as shining cities, and so. Uh, there is this. Uh, there, I think there's an element of truth to that. Certainly, we've discovered uh, some some proof that that may, in fact, have been true. Again, with the quartz in Sardinia, with the um, uh, with the I'm trying to remember the word uh, for the shiny surfaces of the stones in uh, in, um, in in Tiwanaku and uh, in in some places in in Peru. Uh, and and everybody knows that the Great Pyramid, for example. Uh, when in, in Egypt, the great pyramids at Giza were, were, did not look like they look now. Were there, they look like sort of steps of stones. They were covered over in slabs of some stone, uh, that, that I can't remember which, what kind of stone exactly, but there was a stone that, sh- that, uh, sort of a granite or something that, that was, uh, reflective of the sun. And so, um, a lot of the, a lot of what we're discovering, a lot of what people are discovering all over the earth, and rediscovering, in terms of this pyramid in Sholula, it's the same stuff. It's the same kind of ideas. You have the the presence of the Catholic Church, you have underground structures beneath them. A lot of these structures actually have tunnels and stuff that are built into them that we know about, but also beneath them there are large compartments and chambers and and, uh, and tunnels. And it's our contention, and we make this contention in, in our last film, that these tunnels are connected. That is a worldwide network an underground highway uh, that's, uh, that basically is running through the earth, all over the earth, and that, this, and that even to this day, as we're building modern day deep underground military bases, we're utilizing some of the ancient structures that are below the surface of the earth and probably encountering some of the ancient entities that still inhabit those subterranean structures.
0: And this is really important, Doug, because what Tim just brought up, the ancient tunnel system, if you will, the super highways of uh, the fallen angels. Remember, they fought and they built to escape the Great Flood. Again, we're talking about fallen angel technology, understanding, and wisdom. Now, uh, Tim, I, I just want to quote this because it, it's what you just stated. Uh, in Bus- I think it's called Busegi Romania, the underground... Uh, Uh, bases are there, in the tunnels, okay? These tunnels go from Romania to the Himalayas, towards the Giza Plateau, and another tunnel leads to the inner earth. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this sounds like really wild stuff, because now, why would we be talking about this? How does it relate to the Bible, and why is it important to salvation? Because I believe, surely the Lord God will do nothing except He reveals His secrets to His servants, the prophets. I mean that in the context of the testimony of Jesus as a spirit of prophecy God said, and Amos said, his people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, not because he doesn't give it to them, but because they don't pay attention to it. So when the militaries of the world uh, built their secret underground structures in contemporary times, all they had to do was basically attenuate many of these underground tunnel systems, which, by the way, go into the oceans. They go all over the world. So, you know, the Romanian situation is unusual. And I don't know the name of the building. If somebody wants to email it to me, it's the Romanian, if you will, their capital building. But it's considered one of the largest buildings, and it's contemporary, you know, relatively contemporary, ever built. But what it sits on, and you're going to love this, everyone, it sits on the same type of a tunnel structure that Tim uncovered through, uh, you know, the different interviews and talking to the different people when he was in Cusco Peru, it sits on top of all this uh, ancient tunnel system, and that, well, when his name uh, Sasescu, they always had their plan to escape the United States government paid them huge money to keep it quiet, even while they were officially our Cold War enemies. And what you'll find is Egypt's uh, uh, and other nations that were getting huge amounts of money were always being paid, basically, to keep their mouths shut about all the ancient technology, all the ancient uh, tunnel systems, all the ancient structures. But now, going back to what we said, Tim's just talking about Sardinia and the different coloring, uh, excuse me, the Coatings uh, on the stones there, imagine, if you will, a world without without oceans. And imagine that the pyramids lined the surface of the Earth at ley-line intersections. And imagine that they were, during the day, giant beacons so you could go from point A to point B. Then imagine that they effectuated the uh, uh, ability to even travel by night because of the storage capacity of some of the capacitors that have been found. Doug, I sent to you uh, some amazing uh, photographs courtesy of Robert Shrewsbury of a plutonium tablet in a boron tube uh, that's about yeah, just based on the half-life of the plutonium and it was found in the tomb of a giant four to six thousand years old okay we're talking plutonium boron those of you that don't know what that is go look it up it's in, used in the uh... you know the <laughs> the world of nuclear reactors but primarily atomic bombs so also the Information that we've been turning up from all over the world is is that it's not just the Baghdad battery, but they had, the ancients had such sophisticated knowledge of power. We're not talking about seashells chipping away at rocks, building the Aztec Empire, the Incan Empire, the Mayan Empire. There is no case where those in, in those uh, uh, civilizations ever claimed to be the builders, but they claimed it was the giants that came from the East. And, and I put up on my website, too, ladies and gentlemen, the Fon hoofed mummy that was found in the United States by miners. In other words, it had the feet of a fawn, if you will, almost like a uh, Bacchus-style creature, and red hair. So it's important to understand that that the headlines. Who would have ever thought, Doug, Joe, Tim, that Matt Drudge would be carrying stories about about uh, exorcism, about devils, the front page Satanism, and maybe in the next hour we'll explain something those who have had what knowledge is available and whether they have access to the total hall of records the ancient hall of records you know the emerald uh, tablets of, of toth toth the, the thing that's critical to understand is, is that whether you believe it or not the coming deception is so great that jesus said it if if the days if he didn't shorten them there'd be no flesh left alive we talk about the zika virus rightly so we talk about all the different diseases breaking out. We talk about the chemtrail Uh In the third hour, Tim's going to have to leave because he's kind of under the weather. And if, Tim, if you want to, you know, if you, if you can make it through, make it through. If not, do, you know, just call it uh, quits. Thank you for coming on, not feeling well. But w- ladies and gentlemen, what we're giving you, we're giving you the equivalent of the Rosetta Stone to understand ancient history. The greatest cover-up in history is a cover-up of history. So the thing that is critical is that as you begin to put these pieces together, everything makes sense. Every announcement from NASA, every announcement from uh, the European Space Agency, JPL, Jet Propulsion Laboratory, Jet Propulsion Laboratory, which, by the way, was absolutely steeped in the occult. Jack Parsons, Alistair Crowley, uh, the whole world of uh, manipulated uh, uh, astronomical, um, what would you say, the story they tell now is far different from even that which the ancients told. And by the way, the Bible talks about the stones crying out. So we're, we're in a time period unlike any other. And Doug, we'll get to it later on the show, but if I could, I think I'll start posting anonymously all of, I mean, in other ones, I'd never embarrass anybody or tell their name or where they're at, but excuse me if i were to tell you you those of you who are bought by the blood of the lamb christians who worship and acknowledge jesus christ your lord and savior your brethren are suffering torment at the hands of psychotronic warfare at the hands of being uh... poster children for mk ultra and more defined uh... horror against them uh... we're, we're talking about stuff that they won't acknowledge publicly but they're doing privately to the detriment of everything. And by the way, it's like, it's, again, uh, it's so important that you understand the lateness of the hour. And and it was Orwell that said, they who control the past, you know, determine the future, or they can write the history of the future. But what we're trying to tell you is, is that future has already been written in stones, and it's God's choice of timing to release it. And I would say this, from what I've been able to understand in 44 years of uh, of walking, stumbling, falling, and being lifted up by Jesus, uh, we're right there. We're right at the threshold, and there will be a point where soft, ex- soft disclosure turns to immediate disclosure. Go ahead, Tim.
3: Yeah, I agree. And uh, it's interesting to me that we're living in the information age, and and yet the powers that be are doing everything that they can to make people dumber. And those two things are related. There's more information available to us now. Uh, I mean, the, the collective, the, the collective knowledge of, of mankind is on your cell phone. And, but at the same time, there there is a there is a campaign to dumb the human race down to such an extent that even though, and we're already seeing this happen, even though uh, the information is there, and so much of this is right in plain view, people. Don't have the capacity to process it anymore, and it's a it's a chemical attack, and it's uh, it's different kinds of psyops that are launched to to cause us to doubt uh, everything but the mainstream narrative, and I just find it amazing that so much information is exploding on the scene now in in, in, in almost every arena, whether you talk arche- archaeological. Uh, uh, things that they're finding in the, in the world of archaeology, or if you talk about the, the space stuff, uh, the whistleblowers that are coming out in, in, in every arena, in the geopolitical stuff, and the, in the politics of the United States, um, uh, all the scientists that have been killed, the, uh, the, uh, what do you call them, the, um, the scientists that, that work with the natural products and, and, uh, oh, basically the naturopaths, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah natu- exactly isn 't it, it doesn 't it just seem like uh, in, in in every arena there 's an explosion of information and knowledge available to people, but at the same time there is there 's also this very aggressive campaign to make everybody to make everybody dumber to dumb everybody down to poison everybody. Uh, because like I said before, it's just, because <laughs> the reason why this is on my mind so much is because I'm literally in the process here of editing the next, uh, uh analysis, Elbrion analysis, which, which will probably come out tomorrow dealing with, uh, this idea of soft disclosure. Because it's, you, you can't contain the information anymore, so now you've got to try and at least control the way that the public perceives the information that's coming out. And that's really what the game is now. It's, it's, you can't really control it, but we've got to control the way that people view the information. And, uh, and obviously that, that goes along with vilifying the sources of the information and, and also, uh, um, you know, making everybody afraid of the, of the, of the, of the, of the word conspiracy. So, but there's an explosion of information happening. There's an explosion of knowledge coming forth. Everything is becoming apparent. And, uh, I want to encourage everybody to to use the time that we have because I don't know how long it's going to be to access the information while you can get it, especially you know on the internet. And it's funny because so many people uh, always so many people have said to me, "Where'd you get that information on the internet?" Well, what they don't realize uh, is that all of the information that was in books and in newspapers is now on the internet in digital form. So that's just a way of of, of people immediately disqualifying uh, uh, the information that's now coming out. And it's every day something new is leaking from, again, on, on in every arena. And so I just encourage people to get the information you can get now while you can get it. Uh, get the perspective that is available now. Uh, again, in, in every level, in every arena, not just in the archaeological stuff uh, which we've been talking about, in every arena, before they absolutely close down the channels, which is which is coming really, really fast, as, as you guys well know.
2: Yeah, it is, Tim, and uh, we got about two two and a half minutes before the top of the hour break here. What you were saying about control of the Internet, it just in recent articles today, we know that Obama handed the is going to hand over the control of the Internet to the ICANN organization, the international organization, on October 1st. UN. But, yes, today there's an article, an Internet giveaway to the UN from the Wall Street Journal, and also a daily caller article which talks about leaked documents from George Soros Open Society talks about regulating the internet to favor favor open society supporters and what this article goes on to talk about is through the open society they talk about regulating uh, private actors and control of uh, information on the internet exactly what Tim and Steve were both uh, mentioning to uh, mentioning and it goes on to state that they should they should favor those who are supportive of the open society george Soros' open society and use the laws to protect and empower those people supportive of the open society and uh to discourage and oppress those uh who are not and those are my words paraphrasing with the oppression but it will be total censorship and uh a complete lack of freedom in the, with the future of information and ideas. If George Soros has his way, and the UN has its way with controlling the internet,
1: yeah, get your information now, and folks, that leads me to this. And thanks for holding, gentlemen. Series dot com. That's series dot com, folks. We really need to to get this information out now. Now, Steve, um, in, in the minute before here, um, you are working on a third part of this series obviously Right now, correct.
0: Yes, we are, and I'll. I'll with, let me say this: if you think two is good, if you think it blew your mind, three will be uh, by the grace of God. The I don't know how to say it. It won't be the icing on the cake, but it will probably be the whole recipe. And you'll want to eat the page that the recipe is written on. Here's here's the, the good time, Doug. We can't go on the next full-scale expedition and get done. Uh, you know. Where We're not begging for money. We're just asking you to buy the DVD. We promise you'll be mind-blowing. We've gotten now reports from 75 nations of the world uh, that they love it. You've heard some of the praise from even fellow uh, filmmakers. I've had a couple guys who are pro-Hollywood guys say that's as good as anything they've ever seen. We're not bragging. We're just saying this. God is absolutely moving through this. I'm not just claiming that. I'm telling you that. That's the feedback I get Continually, so you can basically go dot com, or you can go on my website, stevequail.com, click on the books link and order it. And, and Doug, it's critical that people understand they are running out of time. When they close the Internet down, this type of information
1: will virtually disappear overnight. Amen, brother. Folks, Steve Quayle, our guests, Steve Quayle and Timothy Alberino. Genesis 6 Giants, the book, uh, uh, Little Creatures, and, of course, True Legends, the series.com. Stay right where you're at. The Hagman and Hagman Report proudly presents Steve Quayle and Timothy Alvarino, True Legends of the series.com. We're talking about, and Stevequayle.com, and we're talking about the, uh, the, the recent findings, the things that are being made public right now on the landscape, on the, uh, within the media that folks, Steve Quayle had these headlines, had these, they presented this information years, decades ago, and people laughed. Now, no one's laughing as they see the same information spl- splashed across the Daily Mail website and other websites as well, other news organizations. Now, let's uh, we're so so pleased to have with us Steve Quayle and Timothy Alvarino. Steve, go ahead, and we're going to kick it off to you.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Tim's fighting something going on in his body, so I'd really like to ask you to keep him in prayer, and if you would keep me in prayer, I've got a sudden onset migraine. Look, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. I get it. But I also get the fact that we're in the realm of a war that now is beyond any of our comprehension outside of the revelation of the Word of God, and the day by day... to take that back, Doug, moment-by-moment moment, intervention on our behalf of a Heavenly Father who loves us. And so, uh, Tim, did you sign off yet? I think he did.
1: Do you yeah, have him I'm on Skype? If, Yeah, No, I, yeah. I, I, I I, don't. Well, we can't tell, but uh, okay. I don't think that's wrong. Well, he, he's ahead. very, very sick,
0: and, you know, please keep him in your prayers look, here's the deal. You pay a price for doing this, and obviously he almost paid with his life once, you know, and his families. And and Doug, i got to be honest, you know, there are some wonderful people. I just want to acknowledge people by their only first names. If it hadn't been for Cam and Jan, they're they're the the lovely couple that launched us, you know, helped us make the first episode. And then God bless, uh, you know, uh, Gary Haven. I doubt he wouldn't mind me saying it, you know, helped us with the second episode, and my son-in-law, the thing is, is this takes, and, and here's the thing, I'm not pleading for money, go watch some TV program on the Christian channels for that, but what I'm trying to say is this, how, and here's the answer, how do guys, a couple of guys, maybe film crews of six, pe- six people, excuse me, take on... The biggest control mechanism in the world. You see, it's kind of ironic that we're talking about giants and giant pyramids and uh, strides and science and stuff. Listen, we're we're like we're like the little guys. We're like David. We're fighting a Goliath of monstrous proportions. And Doug, here's here's the thing that I'll, I'll try and be so tactful tonight, Gary, if you're listening. Thank you for that word. The Problem is, how do we, and, it, 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 and listen, it's for you and Joe, too, how do you save people's lives who spend more effort in attacking, you know, and and going after than they care to, number one, save anybody else's life? It's all about them, uh, their blog, and their, you know, their talking, if you will, or they're chipping away. So here's the deal. We're running out of time, ladies and gentlemen, and I'll make it blunt. I don't know if we get out on the first of September or it will go be gradual through the election. But I guarantee you, if if you know, if God doesn't grab mercy intervene, uh, you know, your days of listening to Hagman and Hagman or SQ or Timothy Alberino or the Alberino analysis or anything else you like on talk radio are over. Okay? Do you think they'll let Michael Savage stay on the air? I don't think so. I mean come on we just saw the murder of the guy that broke the Story that the newspaper guy that broke the story on MK Ultra. you know, the New York Times guy, a reporter, found dead after that. Uh, I forget his name, but it happened February twenty fourth, twenty sixteen, and uh, you know, she was she was in the Dominican Republic, the DR. Her name was Sarah Kershaw, and she was found asphyxiated due to strangulation. I'm surprised they didn't say she choked herself to death. You know, Doug. I hope tonight and maybe by the 3rd hour if I can hold out um uh, you know uh, we're 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 like we're like pleading with people. Take this stuff to the Lord Jesus in prayer. I don't know Glinda, uh, Lomax, former Lomax, now Laucus, or whatever, Lucas, Laucus, And again, I'm, I should just give it up on her name. But Wings of Prophecy, because it, I, I don't talk to her at all. I have nothing to do with her. Not that I wouldn't, but I just don't. So when I see, you know, 15-year-old ago, 15 years ago words that I gave on your show, Uh, you know, about the creatures of nightmares coming out. When I see the... Uh, dead shall rise, you know, and, we, and Tom Warren and I have quoted the scripture out of the Septuagint about giants coming again to fulfill the wrath of God, and God doesn't pour his wrath out on his children. But we have to endure the wrath of the devil until, you know, the time that God says enough, and, and that's, you know, we're going to go through some really tough times. So the people who are not doing anything to prepare, by the way, I want to draw everyone's attention to what I believe is one of the most amazing testimonies of any man who's ever been a, a grace by the living god go on my website steve dot com and go on my alerts okay alert section and read from uh uh a marine his testimony i don't know doug i think i sent that to you did you get a chance to read it uh,
1: i did and steve I, I must say that um what a gifted and uh, writer and anointed uh Testimony. So, uh, I can second that. And Steve, you and I spoke yesterday morning, briefly about that. I think it was. And uh, you know, it, it, it's an amazing story. It's an amazing. It, it, it's a very concise. It, it's it's written what people are thinking. I I guess that's the right. best way to put it. You know. So go ahead.
0: Well, yeah. Well, and Doug, thank you because look, here's the deal. I, I'm serious when I say this. I don't know what tomorrow brings. I know what happens in the world as much as God's revealed it. But I'll tell you this. The night times for God's people are becoming very difficult. The presence of evil is astounding. I get people say, you know, nothing's bothering me. And with the attitude they uh, portray, I'm not talking about warriors and the Holy Ghost. I'm talking about snobs in their own self-righteousness, okay? I get, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it if God allows me, maybe he won't, but I'm going to start putting up the snobs are us part of my site, okay? These are people that could care less about anybody else but themselves, okay? And so I, I'm i just to the point of, of almost, um, how do I say this? Exhaustion in trying to get people to do something to operate in their own uh, self-interest, which is come to Jesus, okay? It's get right with Jesus. It's pour out your sin before Jesus. It's it's do everything. Look, look, I wanna, may I take this time to read this testimony? I'm going where the yes, Lord please. is leading me. You know, yes. I mean, I... I, I You know, I I feel constrained in my spirit to go here. So, I want everybody to listen to this uh, amazing testimony. I said, amazing testimony of a former pagan who met Jesus through his three-year-old simple question. His his three-year-old daughter's simple question: "Daddy, why are you going to hell?" Now, that'll get your attention. Listen to this because some people will not be able to see this, especially people who are around the world listening to shortwave satellite, etc., etc. I was a former pagan of Odinism, the worship of noric gods. I was ungodly in all matters. I lived a sinner's life and had no care for the consequences that it brought. My dear wife had been trying to convert me to Christianity for at least five years, and I reluctantly denied her requests. One night, while my wife, my daughters, and I were driving back home from the grocery store, my oldest daughter, who was three years old at the time, asked me, Daddy, why are you going to hell? A flurry of pain and grief struck me as I thought back. On all the hellish things I've done in my life, my wife saw my torment and turned and told our daughter to not talk like that to her daddy. My wife could see that I was physically upset by this. Again, a flurry of emotion that I had ever—I have rarely felt. I was overwhelmed by grief and I was scared for the first time. I was scared. My daughter then told me, "Daddy." This, this little girl should be in a pulpit daddy you know we have a choice we all have a choice I broke down crying because I was struck by God, and he used my sweet own baby girl as a lightning bolt. I felt pain and humiliation for uh, for knowing of God and dismissing his love for me. I understand, now as a father who loves his children, what was being asked of me? My father asked his rebellious son to please come back to him, turn from my wicked ways, and repent. That weekend I gave my life to Jesus, and I'll never uh, turn back on him after I surrendered myself to God I was given a vision of the future and of Obama I had dreams of Jesus and of the end times I saw giants in the darkness and demons in the shadows I was showing war and fire in the sky I was shown civil war civil war and famine I was fully open to everything spiritually and even to the extent of my death but I was not afraid because I had God with me and I knew finally I was on his side God took away my fears of pain and death and gave Gave me a mission, protect his sheep, God show me that a war. I'm sorry, that the war of the unnatural and supernatural was coming and that I was to be part of it. God showed me a vision of me fighting beside my son after weeks of prayer last month. God gave my wife and I our son. I got to see his little son and I got to uh, experience the love that this warrior had for his son that they had been believing God for. I was extremely strong. By the way, when he says extremely strong, can you imagine somebody with 24-inch biceps? And not an ounce of fat? That's how strong, that's how big this gentleman is. So we're not talking about any, you know, meow men in this statement. I was extremely strong and fast and competed in powerlifting and strongman competitions. I took various martial arts, fought in MMA fights, jumped out of helicopters, went to war three times, rode bulls, caught alligators, swam with sharks, and now hunt for terrorists. I was a pretty mean guy, and I didn't take any crap from anyone. I was a jerk and arrogant, and I loved it. I loved seeing the look of fear in someone's eyes. I was the wolf that stalked the sheep. One of my old favorite sayings used to be, first mistake, I am not a sheep. I was so engulfed in pride that I could have given the devil a run for his money. I thought I was really a bad dude until God used a three-year-old little girl to bring me down to my knees. All of my ego came crashing down when my little girl asked me not if but why I'm going to hell. God showed me how weak I really was without him. Now I literally walk through the valley of the shadow of death, and I fear no evil because Thou art with me. I know now that it's not about me and what I want; it's about God and what He wants me to do. And I have been so blessed ever since. I feel more powerful because I have the Holy Ghost in me, who gives me strength. And now I use the name of God for good and not for slander. I've seen miracles. I've witnessed to strangers. I've seen God move uh, through tough people, and it's it's magical to watch. I would rather lead a dozen men of God, warriors for God, back into Iraq and wipe out ISIS more than I would a godless army with all of its technological weapons. Faith in God is more powerful than any tungsten missile and more reliable than a cruise missile. If you are on the fence about God, then I dare you to test your limits and fast and pray to him. Forget your false gods and this world's spell that is cast upon you. Give yourself to Jesus and let him heal you. Seek his face because, trust me, God is waiting on you. No matter how bad you think you are, God will forgive you and Jesus loves you. That's probably the most astonishing statement. Now listen to this. I never understood love until God told me that he loved me. I had never understood forgiveness until God forgave me. I never understood sacrifice until I heard what Jesus went through on the cross. I never understood strength until I saw what God can do through me. I never had any real plans for my life until God gave me direction. God God was everything that was missing in my life. Why don't you let God into your life? I would like to now thank God for my family, my oldest daughter, my youngest daughter, I'm not naming their names for obvious reason. my son, thank you for God for my children. Thank you, God, for my wife, who's been with, stayed with me through all of my journey. She is my guardian angel. And then he goes on to thank you, Doug, me, Tim Alberino, Gary and David Langford, Gary Haven. Thank God for everything you have given back to me, and every day you have given me my family and friends. My bio is this. Here's his military bio, ladies and gentlemen. By the way, I know him, and I'm telling you this. He is a formidable human being, but when he raises his arms to Jesus and pray, uh, and, and I've watched God touch his life physically, uh, it, it's a it's a marvel to behold. You say, wow, God, you only do with wondrous things. Here's what he says. My, mili- my military bio is I was with the 3rd Battalion 3rd Marines as an 0311 from 2006 to 2010. I was a corporal and took the roles from rifleman, machine gunner, team leader, squad leader, and the occasional platoon sergeant. I was deployed to Iraq twice during 2000 to 2008 and in Fallujah once again in 2009 to Ramadi. He's not a man you should take lightly. Tomorrow, Doug, Joe, and everyone in the listening audience, I'll be posting his probably, and this is, Doug, what you read also, his most provocative, well-written, most succinct, where we're at in the world. And I'm telling you what, I had to send me emails and said, Brother, the anointing is all over you. So I would just ask that you would keep D.T. and his wife and children, three children, your prayers, because God has got his hand on this man and he's uh, let me say this he doesn't just BS he, there is no BS in the guy and he absolutely has a role to play in these end times so keep him in your prayers so Doug I wanted to thank you for letting me share that the title again it's on my alert it's amazing testimony of a former pagan who met Jesus through his three year old simple his three year old simple question Daddy why are you going to hell thank you my brother for sending that to me and I posted it the time is upon us. Here, sure, I talk about ancient stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm believing God to provide, uh, what we need. And I don't know if this next one is the last one, but based on how fast things are coming apart at the seams. Uh, I spent, I don't know, three, four hours on the phone trying to get the different people to interview, uh, meet with them, get them on film as fast as we can. Because you know, Doug, what's interesting, whether we're in Sardinia, Malta, or any place in the world, uh, the people that have the first ey- eyewitness and uh, hands-on account are all dying off. It's almost like like the disclosure, if you will, is being held off so there can be no challenges. But I'm here to say that God always has a testimony. He always has a ram in the bush. He always has a remnant. And that word remnant, I want everyone to start pondering that, meditating on that. We're told to meditate on the Word of God. A remnant, it's that which remains after everything else is cut away. We're going into the toughest times in the history of the world, and what we see now seemingly is tough. But when the things of men's nightmares walk the street, when the only safety you have is on your knees in prayer and the angel of the Lord standing beside you, when the only prayer language which will work is the prayer of the Holy Ghost, when the, and the Spirit of God literally prays through you, Romans eight twenty six. The Spirit, you know, helpeth our infirmities, but we know not to, you know, pray for as we ought, you know. Ephesians, I'm sorry, and then going back to Romans, that nothing can pluck us out of the hands of the living God, the the, the praying in the Spirit, that's Ephesians 6. Uh, Romans 8, that at the very bottom of the verses there, that we don't have to fear what men can do unto us, but we're to... Fear God because the fear of God is pure. And listen, I don't know how God's going to deliver his people. Henry Groover has gone on your show and and all over the country speaking to groups, but the simple answer is this He'll do it as only God can do it. He'll do it in a way that's historically reflective of how he did in the past, whether it was Daniel in the lion's den, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, uh, you know, going into the fire, facing the fiery furnace. And it, how God does what he does is because he's God. I only know this, I don't, and I don't mean this to be anywhere uh, silly, but I, I can't understand how God moves. I just know that he moves. I don't know how prayer moves God. I understand that prayer moves God. I don't understand all of the cosmological implications but of, of creation, and, and there will be a thousand year millennial reign of Christ. It is basic Bible. Everybody's attacking the Bible through every way, shape, and means. And the reason why Pastor Langford is having such a, a supernatural effect, and those of us who are sticking to the Word of God, is simply this, is that because God is jealous over His Word to perform it. Please, ladies and gentlemen, take this stuff seriously. Take it as seriously as, seriously as you can as if your life depends on it and your family's life depends on it because I want to get into something that's happening right near now and Kim thank you for all your work uh, Kim I call her earthquake Kim One of the things I've been warning about for 40 some years, 25 years on talk radio and probably five or seven years as a internet, uh, not an internet, forgive me, a newsletter writer in the old days. The thing that is really troubling to me is the fact that we are facing now the most, uh, complex series of events to try and destroy us. And it's in the physical realm using Satan's dupes. It's in the political realm using all of the, I would say, replacement entities that once people thought they were electing to represent them. We're seeing the time that God spoke about. The mystery of iniquity, Paul warned, would come, and that's lawlessness. We're seeing all of the former, uh, if you will, the guarantees of our constitution taken away. We're seeing that laws only apply to little people—the same little people that are openly mocked in the secret uh, recordings or the former recordings of, uh, uh, you know, uh, Jezebel, who's running for president. We're seeing the headlines filled with such profane events, happenings, and disgusting things. That is it any wonder that hell says we're here. Doug, when the church lost its power, and everyone listening to this, when they said they could do it without Jesus, that's when everything went down the tubes. The churches that even say that there is no Jesus, there is no Bible, but basically they're just a, if you will, a get-together on Sunday and Wednesday, will be damned to the deepest eternal hell. That makes people mad. Who are you to judge? I don't. The Bible says there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth, and the worm dieth not. You can't even talk about hell. Oh, by the way, one guy took me to task today because I put up a RT. He's a pastor. I put up an RT uh, news thing. I think the headline was What the Hell is Going On? And he called it uh, and sir, if you're listening, I stand by my statement I sent to you. Why would I say this now? Not because he's a critic, you know, but because God's people are so offended over a four-letter word, in this case, hell, but they are offended over the bigger words, abortion, murder, iniquity, injustice. And I want to ask you all, when's the last time you prayed for our brethren behind bars? We're commanded in the scripture to do that. How do you pray for someone who's being psychologically tormented through ELF, extreme low frequency, and other forms of uh, mind control and manipulation who are constantly watched and know they're not paranoid and all of the revelation of all the mind control and all of the experiments that have gone on, do you realize you have brothers and sisters that are suffering from that mind control, from psychotronic warfare, uh, basically from the new coming warfare that's mind mapping that basically is thought projection that's reading your mind it's at a level that's unimaginable so does a helmet of salvation maybe bring on a new meaning does the breastplate of righteousness maybe protect your heart because ladies and gentlemen let me make it simple for you the words of jesus are simply this the whole world That doesn't mean ninety percent. That doesn't mean ninety-nine point. It means the entire world lies in the evil one, under Satan's control, Satan's power, and Satan's influence. That's why when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, he translates us out of that present kingdom of hell into his eternal kingdom of life. That's why in quantum physics we are seated with him in heavenly places. That's why in quantum realm, it's called superpositioning. God has superpositioned us in the heart of His Son, who sits, Jesus Christ, at the right hand of the Father. So if I can explain salvation from a uh, a single position of quantum, and I don't call it theory, but quantum statement, then can we not... At least stand up and be men. When I post what I'm gonna to post tomorrow for my brother who gave this amazing testimony, I think you're all gonna to have to have, and I'm talking now primarily to men, I think you're gonna to have to have a come to Jesus moment of what you really stand for, what you really believe, and what you're willing to, uh, go the entire, uh, uh, race with. In other words, either, uh, you know, put up or shut up, you know? Uh, we're talking about not being open to just the criticism of uh, foolish people, but we're talking about winning those who are closest to us because, Doug, you, I... Joe, everybody listening to this broadcast, all over the world, has to deal with the words of Jesus, for the enemy of man's life will be those of his own household. My brother, who sent his amazing testimony as a former pagan, deals with these issues. And so I'm just, uh, you know, going to post it. But now we're dealing with the fact that all the science fiction movies are coming into play. Now we're dealing with the fact that the people who are actual uh, illuminists and occultists, like H.G. Wells, talking in his movie The Time Machine about the Eloi, which were people that were raised for the Morlocks to eat. In other words, the Morlocks were cannibals. And the Eloi felt like the garden with all the fruit that they could eat and just uh, all of the uh, passions of their flesh and desire could be met. There comes a day when the Morlocks show up. Maybe this time it's the Warlocks. But the headlines are already echoing the demonic taste for flesh. I'm sorry. People have got to grow up. People have got to stand up, and people have got to speak up, and they've got to realize that God has called them so. You know, there's a Bible scripture that my guess is and only known to God I better not gamble the guess but a major percentage of men who call them Christians would never stand the test of let the man whom the Lord Jesus has redeemed say so let the man whom the living God has reached into their wretched life I be one You were one, Doug, and everyone was one on this planet. Some to different degrees, some to lesser degrees. But those who have been forgiven much love much. And the weakness of the Christian testimony is why the uh, Baphomet head is on drudge. It's the reason why cannibals are on the front page of Drudge. It's a reason why exorcists are on the front page of Drudge. It's a reason why the whole thing, the whole paradigm that you used to believe no longer fits the situation.
1: And Steve, hang on, the hey, st- hang on, brother. Yes. Hang on, brother. Yep. We're at a hard break. Okay. Hagman you, and Hagman, stay right there. <laughs> Welcome back to Hagman and Hagman. Our guest, Steve Quayle. We had Timothy Alberino on the first hour, uh, folks. Uh, now, Steve, with your permission, you don't have to answer this, but with your permission, we had queued up and are going to play right now. We had it set for this time to play the trailer from True Legends: The Unholy Sea. If you are watching live on YouTube. You can watch this trailer. If you are listening live, not watching, you can listen to it and go back to view it, but it's at truelegendstheseries.com. This will give you a taste of what this, what this documentary, and I say that documentary, it's just fantastic. I've never seen, you know, sometimes the hyperbole is deep, but, um, Honestly, I I looked at this, I watched this program, I've learned a lot from this and the quality is just exceptional. I mean, down to the very last detail. So, Steve, we're gonna run the trailer and then we're gonna bring you back. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, go ahead uh, and run uh, the trailer and then bring me back. Okay, here we go. Go ahead, Eric.
2: say this thing had been dead for maybe a day or two Uh, we estimated
3: his size at approximately 12 to 10 feet tall the Giants killed the first team that they came across he was extremely big and fast and agile for a guy that size
0: the popes and the agents of the Holy See have known about the Giants for many
3: centuries and do you believe that they have artifacts from the past that would help explain some of what's going on absolutely sure
0: the Vatican knows all the secrets. preparing for the arrival of alien saviors they seem to be intentionally creating dogma that is going to position the roman catholic church to be at the forefront of an official disclosure moment the vatican is involved in ufology in ways that they can't even
3: imagine so while we're standing here in the headquarters of the jesuits tell us about mount Graham.
2: They are constantly monitoring things with the Lucifer device. Sometimes they have to wait for all of the UFOs to get
0: out of the way.
2: I would like to tell you more about the carioca teaching. He told me, John Mario. One night, I wake up and I saw an
0: Anunnaki sitting on my bed.
3: History is being repeated.
0: The days of
3: Noah are returning. The gods are returning to the earth to dwell among men and mingle their seed with the human race.
0: Only the truth can prepare us for the lie that's coming.
2: And that was a trailer from True Legends, The Unholy Sea, done by Tim Alberino and Steve Quayle. Folks, you can find that uh, that trailer on TrueLegendsTheSeries.com. True the series. Do you like that Say audio? Yeah, <laughs> that's that stereo. <laughs> TrueLegendsTheSeries.com. All right, we're going to bring Mr. Steve Quayle back. Uh, Steve, um, before the break, we were talking, you were reading uh, uh, a inter- very touching letter that a man wrote about how his daughter, through a message of the Lord, uh, humbled him and, and made him aware of his situation. And if we can kind of, I don't know where you want to go from here, but if we can kind of talk about this and how pride and our own humanity gets in the way of our relationship with the Lord and, and His will for us in this life, uh, and how that is continuing to increase, especially in a um, in a country where faith has gone out the window
0: well i I think look at the let 's just take a profile of uh the world right now we 've got selfies of self indulgent narcissistic Movie stars and others literally walking off cliffs or falling off ledges ledges literally in a norwegian fjord we've got this situation now where instead of denying ourselves it's uh you know and taking up the cross and following jesus it's uh deny yourself nothing you know basically that's a mantra of satanism, but it and it goes beyond that. The fascinating thing to me is is that if you look at humanity now it's basically in two camps and and god is separating the sheep from the goats god is also identifying the wolves and he's going to do this joe through all of um how should i say this life's interactions that we all come again come into or come up against in a given day Because, again, there's no way that we can stand in the power of our own might, okay? And please, again, ladies and gentlemen, be praying for our brothers in prison, our sisters in prison. Please be praying for those suffering from psychotronic warfare. Be praying for Doug and Joe. Be praying for those who are on the front line. And I'll tell you this, you know. Somebody said, and I told this before, Doug, and, you know, they almost think that somehow, you know, I'm a canary in the mine or you're a canary in the mine, and as soon as we die, they'll know it's time to head for the hills or whatever. Guess what? God keeps his point, men alive. Unfortunately, those who follow behind get left behind. And and I'm not talking about the rapture or anything like that, and I'm not even going there. But the thing I'm trying to say is this. We will either fight, be victorious, and win, or we will be trodden under foot in such a way that Brother Bob's vision will come to pass, and I believe it will come to pass, and and we will see the horrors of woe unto the nation that forgets God. Now, let me share this, because I'm getting a lot of flack, because, and I stand with my endorsement of Donald Trump. I will not weasel on it, okay? I know people expect moral perfection out of him, but when someone is hated that much by the world the the world's uh, uh enemies to the living God, I gotta see God's got a sense of humor. He used Gideon and three hundred people to basically fight. You know, and and win and be victorious over numbers that are so much greater. And it's almost like God saying, come on, pile it on, pile it on. Meanwhile, you've got, you know, you've got abject, uh, how do I say this, treason, and there's nothing said about it you've got schools legislating that you can't have the american flag all borders language cultures are being destroyed but at the heart of the matter joe i think this is what you're going for it's ego and pride and those are the two greatest sins you know it's amazing anybody who knows where they stand in jesus because of God's work in their life will automatically be criticized by those who have no standing in Jesus or feel threatened in their standing in Jesus okay and I've I've watched that happen you know my answer to everybody is if you wanna knock Doug Hagman, Joe Hagman go start your own radio program pay the price they've paid. You want to take my place? Step right up and do it. You know, you want to, You think you can do what uh, God has prepared Timothy Alvarino to do? Be my guest. Spend 10 years in the Amazon jungle and listen to what he ate, listen to what he went through, and listen to his, and I've got to get him some time, and he'll do it when he's ready, to give you one of the most remarkable testimonies of God, meaning a young man who went to the Amazon, the most inhospitable place in the world, to prove that God loved him and that there really was a God. And he's a PK. That means he's a preacher's kid. But he didn't rest on his laurels. And I can tell you this, you better have a strong stomach when Tim starts to tell you what they ate in the uh, Amazon. They'd make special forces guys gag. And I'm not kidding you. I mean, it's that wild. Uh, We're talking now, again, we're talking about a nation that's totally given over to idolatry. No place does it say, thou shalt love thyself with all thy heart, with all thy might, with thy iPhones, with thy, you know, telephones, with thy computer screens. It's me, 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 me. And I think this is the most insipidly wicked uh plan of hell itself to get people so occupied with themselves, they lose track of where the country's going, they end up uh, separated from their fellow man, they no longer can communicate, there's no longer relationships, everything is an email, maybe a, uh, a romp, and then a, a goodbye Charlie, goodbye Mary, uh, through a, you know, a text message. We have become some of the most cold-hearted individuals on the planet. And by the way, Doug, you remember when I said years ago that I was really being given a word that America would become a hissing in the nostrils of the nations around us? Oh,
1: yeah. Yep, I do.
0: And a hissing (laughs) is what a snake does in contempt before it strikes. Now, look, here's the thing. People have got to grow up. Again, they've got to be more offended over 70 million babies being butchered than they are over, if I use the word, hell. They've got to be more offended over uh, their Christian brothers being slaughtered, murdered, tortured in Syria, Iraq, Afghanistan, and in Syria being sold as meat. In other words, sliced and diced in the meat market. They've got to be more infuriated over the treatment of women in the Middle East. They're being hung. They're being stoned. They're being drawn and quartered. They're being burned alive. They're being raped to death to the point their insides are on their outsides. And if that offends you, so be it. Because what does it take for the people in this country sitting in the pews that's short for puke. I don't know if that's true, but in my book it is, that will not stand up for Jesus, that will not speak up for the the slaughter of the Christians. I want to make sure that uh you know, they're friends with the world. Makes me just disgusted, okay? And if I keep yelling like that, I'll lose my voice. But what what do you do when when People just don't care. Well, the answer to the Bible is, is God gives them over to believe a lie. And so tonight, consider what I read to you from my brother's testimony. And what I'll post tomorrow is the ultimate wake-up call. I can't say it better than my brother bro- uh, wrote it. It goes up on my alert tomorrow. I can't say. I don't have words that are eloquent enough or specific enough or decisive enough or uh, let's say this, that everybody will accept to tell everyone your days are numbered. I live in the context of that every day. I live in the context of that every day. Or you nameless bunch of uh, cowards that can't even use your real name. Look, here's the deal. If you don't use your real name, I will not answer you. I, Doug, I'm, I'm, I just had to get that off my chest. Had it happen again today. The Amen. thing is, is that we're coming to the point that when you stand up for Jesus and be counted, who knows the outcome, but I know where you end up. And to all you who have been intercessors in the background, God bless you. God will give you the reward you sow will be blessed beyond your, uh, when I say this wildest imagination, beyond your understanding of of the fruits of intercession, of the blessing of intercession, of the rewards of intercession. And and I, I just, you know, I thank God for Pastor Bruce York's church and, and Susan York. I thank God for th- those Complete bodies, you know, Doug. There are people that get together in South Africa on Bible studies, listen to this, and pray for us.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I, I've gotten I've gotten some communications, mail communications that say just that, and I want to echo your your sentiments. Um, the House of Prayer, uh, Susan York, Bruce York. Please, folks. Uh, what, what what a what a gift of God. But go ahead, Steve. I didn't want to take you off uh, No, no. Look, you part man, part. Uh,
0: chime in because here's the deal. Okay, and the reason the reason that i wrote what i wrote and 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 have done what i've done with my life and you know i mean i had a, a come to jesus moment again and again and again like uh hourly lately but you know when you when you think about your life i'm looking at the famous movie stars that are dead you know uh, one was on the london daily mail gene wilder's dead now everybody's dead and dying and you and i have that appointment that we cannot escape and what are you sending before you you know, I don't care if you got you know uh, 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 the the monster house in the block, or you've got fifty one cars or whatever. I care about where's your stand for Jesus. And I'll tell you what, you know, it's amazing to see. You know, the uh, the I, I, I'm struggling for words because I, I want to say eight million things at once. Okay. Slow down, Steve. The men who love Jesus, no matter if they're blessed with a lot, blessed with plenty, blessed with little, they love Jesus. That's where our relationship is. Same thing with women. You know, our relationship is there. Those of you who have never stood up for the Lord, please, you're, you're running out of time. I mean... Doug, you know, we used to say that and and sustain the mocking. And look, I wish I would have had thicker skin, but I didn't. Let me say this. I'm certainly getting there now. One minute in the presence of God will change an entire year of your life if the Lord moves in that minute, okay? 1 minute of God moving on you in you and through you changes everything. Maybe that's a good uh, t-shirt slogan. When God moves in me, I move for him or something, I don't know. But the you know, you listen to the miracles of Henry Groover who we had on your show what 3 weeks ago, maybe a month now. That's the norm for him. That's that's we have our we hold our jaws open when we hear stuff like that, you know. Oh, uh, so so here's what I'm saying. By the grace of God, whatever time God gives us, even with Donald Trump, if He challenges the establishment which He has, notice one thing he doesn 't back down. You know what I love? I love the moral cowardice of the Christians that email me saying i can 't vote for him because of his uh, stand on abortion. okay, what makes you think that god can 't change his heart you know and I, and i 'm just saying this we're we 're the biggest bunch of uh crybabies I've ever seen I, I shared with Susan Duclo when she was talking all news pipeline and Stefan that I shared with them that you know they want these uh, zones in colleges you know and I said if they want to give crybabies crybaby zones in colleges then I want them to also demand or I'm going to demand that they give them Prozac dipped pinkies and adult diapers okay and leave them there until they grow up and, and decide that you know no one protects anybody from anything in this day and age unless they have an ulterior motive that 's not true of Jesus because he is the good shepherd, he will protect his sheep, so we 've got to grow beyond this childishness we 've got to grow up in him and make a difference doug and and can I be blunt at this point i 'm not seeing it happen i 'm not
1: you, you, you know. Yeah, and and that speaks to kind of what what our conversation was a little bit yesterday. Uh, There is this lack of, and I often say this, Steve, the change that is expected under Trump is not going to come from Trump or even the movement... By Trump, but it's going to come from within each of us. Don't you agree with that? I mean, we have to change. We have to. Every Christian listening to this, if we all just decided to change and to pick up the mantle of leadership of our families and of our blocks and of our employment, uh, you know, of co-workers, we can in fact effect change. But I, everyone's expecting the other person to do it. Uh, isn't that? Isn't that? I mean, everyone's expecting to, uh, Trump to change everything. Well, no one's demanding it. None of the Christians sitting in the pews at Paul, uh, or the Paul are demanding it. That's is yep. my, my thought, you know? So, all right. Yeah, yeah. no,
0: no. And look, here's, here's the thing. We don't know what God's going to do at the end of this show tonight, okay? But ladies and gentlemen, I do uh, really want you to understand something, that God is always moving forward. If you decide to, you know, take a recess, you come back into the fight, he'll take you from where you stop, not from where you want to be. I learned that the hard way you will not get to go back. And that's why, too, look, here's where we're at. How can we be looking at one of the biggest earthquakes in history brewing right now? If you look at Iceland with Kepler, uh a monster volcano, it hasn't gone off in 55 years and it has two earthquakes today. We've got a 7.4, some people show it as a 7.1 earthquake happening on the Mid-Atlantic Trench. We've got the Canary Islands and we've got the Azores being uh, influenced by that. Fault when it lets go. We have an entire eastern seaboard going into southern Florida. When it lets go, it's going to be very, very dangerous and very, very deadly for them. We've got the corresponding story of the um, reindeer being killed, you know, by a lightning strike. I've seen lightning strikes, and I've seen an individual or two get killed by a lightning strike. That's not normal lightning. That's a manufactured plasma burst lightning weapon being tested, okay? But people don't believe that. They still don't believe in, uh, uh, you know, chemtrails. We've got now Zika virus, you know, man-made. We've got a false scenario happening, just like Ebola. Hey, it, you know, what was it, two years ago it was Ebola, and now it's Zika, you know? And now they're showing... uh little children that are responding more to the pesticide, as Mike Adams has shown, and others, and, you know, the virus itself. I'm not belittling it. I'm just saying that, listen, what they are pushing is your heads up, whether it's the CDC or whoever. When they start pushing a vaccine, you know that it's just the old plan, create the problem, provide the vaccine solution, and bring about your desired result. The world is going to be depopulated. When we broke the story, I think uh, did I break it on yours or did I break it on Coast to Coast about the Deagle report? D e a g l e. I
1: don't remember I, I now. It, it was it was almost we spoke about it, but I think I think the uh, the essence of, of your uh, revelations was on uh, with George, and then okay, um, yeah, so. a- and
0: that was pretty mind blowing. And then they even put up a disclaimer that look, we're not in an occult. Uh, you know, we're not in the occult. We just see the factors that show that America. What is it in twenty twenty? we have what sixty million people. You know, that's a, that's you, a that's a great yeah, blessing of yeah. the population. You know, right. that's basically ninety percent gone. Zayanara, Viva uh, You know, it's interesting.
1: How, it's interesting how many people, in spite of the signs, the Georgia Guidestones, the uh, other signs, it's interesting how many people are just poo-poo that and say, "Oh, come on, you know, it, it's never going to happen." Well. Yeah, look at the look at what's happening right now and you mentioned zika you know um i, I was i was steve just real quick i i it was it was interesting because i was watching monitoring the uh uh postings on the conservative website and the, the people were the, there are counties right now in unmarked trucks spraying pesticides through neighborhoods in the south all right and and we're talking about clouds. Remember back in the 50s, Steve? I don't know if you were part of this being in the Midwest there, but, uh, or in the West, but, uh, where they'd have trucks go through your neighborhood with, uh, DDT or pesticides. Remember that? I, I, is it this spring, the fog out? Anyway, that's taking place right now in Florida. So, and people are saying, oh, go ahead and run through the cloud. It's okay. It's okay. You can do it. Yeah. Well. Anyway. Well,
0: people will always do what they're being told to do. We were talking, Joe brought up the issue of, you know, we're a self-indulgent nation. The thing is, is, is that look at the... uh Look at the condition of the military. You've got Mike Flynn telling it like it is, and very few people listening to him. You've got the complete destruction of morale. You've got morality. Remember, the uh, Obama nation said this. He said, America is the greatest nation in the world. We we intend to change all that. I suggest to you he has done that, or they have done that. So if people won't stand up for Jesus now... What is What will be the outcome? I think we know the outcome. I think it's obvious what the outcome will be. It will be very deadly, very dangerous, and very, how should I say this, heartbreaking beyond measure, Doug. Because what you see happening to the Christians is going to happen here. What you have seen happen in Venezuela is going to happen here. Remember, Venezuela had a trillion dollars worth of oil. Nobody ever asked, where does that money go? Have you ever thought about where Venezuela's oil revenue is going?
1: Well, yeah, you can read, though, on the, in, the, in the corporate media that, well, it's because of the price of oil that has gone down, the uh, the, the profits have gone down, and, you know, all this... Well, bogus sure, sure. but look, you know, a
0: trillion still leaves you 500 billion of its half.
1: Right, right. I mean, the, the spin, just like the spin on the archaeological artifacts... And, and the celestial happenings that are spin with the geopolitical and the geopo- even more so in the geopolitical arena. So yeah, you know what, Steve? I mean, it's, it, to me, this is, it, but, but you said something that's really key. And, and, um, I really think it's so important that people don't want to hear the, the truth anymore or they're, they're, they've fallen for a delusion. And, and I, right. They, they,
2: uh, refuse to see the truth. So, uh, gotta turn their hearts over yeah. to a lie.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you know what, Steve? We were talking with some some people yesterday, some really big movers and movers and shakers behind the scenes of many things, but that was their stock response. We've got the information. We've got we've we have found evidence. And I though the term evidence is not used without the full knowledge of the meaning of that. We found evidence. We've turned over evidence. But you know what? No one is there. To take it, no one wants to hear. We found evidence of criminality. We found evidence of, you name it. And you know, people are just immune to the truth. And you said something else too. And and when we get back on the on the other side of this uh, break coming up here in about uh, forty seconds, Steve, maybe we can address this because I, I don't even know what to do with this. Like you mentioned before, uh, Trump doesn't have the moral uh, fiber that that is necessary. Uh, th- Which to I reject. Okay, I reject that I, statement. Yeah. I want to make it clear. And and I I do as well, because you can't legislate morality any more than you can legislate spirituality, or even be the executive behind that. So you've got each and every one of us has got to really search and reach inside themselves. Regain that relationship with God. Know your Bible. Become more spiritual, less technical, more spiritual. Spend more time searching out the Word of God than thumbing through the manuals of uh, your computer. Folks, we're going to be right back. Stay right there with us. Steve Quayle, (laughs) stevequayle.com. Hagman and Hagman, the Hagman and Hagman Report, folks, I want to thank each and every one of you. And I mean, thanks from the bottom of our heart for all of your support, all of your kind words, your prayers, everything you've done. Um, we are so blessed to have you listening. We've got listeners from all over the world right now tuning in to, to hear what Steve Quayle's got to say. And this is one of those shows that is spirit led as opposed to scripted. Actually, very few are steve quail steve com. it's a, he's, a, he's a he's a guy that i really and i'm not afraid to say this i love this man i love what he's uh, i love what he stands for i love his work in the past i love his work right now and i would stand side by side with this man in the throes of battle steve thanks for thanks for holding on and, and uh, thanks for being part of our show really
0: well thank you doug and and here's the thing you know and by the way, Tom Horn and uh, the next True Legend DVD, we're doing a pretty interesting joint um, uh, presentation. I'll leave it at that, but you're going to be surprised and blown away. It seems like now God has taken our separate paths and we're, we're being brought to a focus, okay? Those of you familiar with uh, cameras will know that, you know, the light has to be focused. It has to come to a specific point on the focal plane or on the film plane to give you a sharp image. Image. It's it's astonishing to see, Doug, the lens, and, and no pun intended, obviously we're doing video, uh, but we're doing it in such high resolution, high quality. I, I don't think people get the fact that, you know, I've, I've always tried to, you know, put my best foot forward. And by the grace of God, even though I stumble, you know, as a matter of fact, probably wouldn't stumble so much. I hate tying my shoelaces. It's a genetic thing. And I bought those North Face boots that have this pull cinch strap. I, I got to find some more North Face boots that have a cinch strap. But the point being is, is that we're at a time now where things are coming so fast and furious. I want to revisit a statement I made on your show multiple times through the last so many years. And it was simply this, that you're going to look to the right and it'll be coming at you full force and fury, whatever the event is. You're going to look to the left. It's going to be coming at you full force force and fury. You're going to look behind you, and you're going to see basically what Jeremiah said, the running of the chariots. You're going to see before you an insurmountable river of, I won't even go into the detail, but let's just say this, a very horrible looking river. You're going to look above, and the signs are going to be so horrific in the skies that you're going to wonder God is this the end of the world and he's going to say it's not the end of the world but it's the end of the age we're going to feel the earth move under our feet we're going to smell the sulfur as the volcanoes exhale hell's wicked breath we're going to behold things in our families in our hearts those who we love with all our hearts will betray us in a heartbeat the Mind control that will be exerted and exhibited in in the country will be astronomical through video games and through all of the uh, dark arts and dark magic. We're going to see ritual magic be formed on TV, which you've already watched numerous times. You just didn't know what to call it, whether it's a Super Bowl halftime or any. And by the way, I don't watch Super Bowl shows. I'll only see the, and and I'm not trying to be whoa, you know, uh, anything, but I I, I just don't like that stuff. I don't watch rock and rollers except when I see excerpts on the Vigilant Citizen of everybody giving, uh, the Eye of Horus or the Illuminati signal, uh, the fascinating thing to me is this, is I don't believe, and this is what I this is how I pray, I say, Lord, I don't know how you could make it any plainer. I don't know, Lord, what you would have to do, or even could do, taking into the into fact that you won't force yourself on anybody, to get them, I, I read a, 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 I won't name the pastor, but he's a pretty well-known pastor, and he says people are too fixed on prophecy. Well, no offense, he's too fixed on the past and thinks he can take the days back to the Minutemen days, you know. I've pushed his stuff all through the years on talk radio and, 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 you know, evidently, he has an axe to grind with anybody that's talking about prophecy. Okay, then he has an axe to grind with the testimony of Jesus, because the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Jesus was the ultimate prophet. And, you know, the the thing that people have got to understand is the reason he's telling you these things. He's saying, you know, be not troubled. Don't be troubled. Well, i got to tell you, that's easier said than done. You know, but it's whose report are we going to believe? there is nothing. I want to make this clear. there is nothing on mainstream news, any vehicle, any form, any presentation that has the slightest semblance of the truth. And do you know why, do you know why everybody hates Donald Trump instead of being mad at him because he's got nine billion dollars and doesn't apologize for it, look at his kids, his kids a, a man is known by the fruit uh, a tree is known by the fruit it bears. When I heard Eric give his uh, presentation at the Republican National Convention, when I heard Don Jr., and when I heard Ivanka, you know what? I mean, those kids have the root in their father. What were they saying? They're saying the truth. But remember this, in a kingdom of lies, telling the truth is a revolutionary act. That's a twist of the original statement. But, you know, what is he doing well, in any game of life, or any game of cards, by the way, I don't play cards, but I know this, there is a trump card that can be played at the appropriate moment. And I believe God is going to play his trump card. What a hypocritical thing for the foundation of Hillary to basically be, you know, calling him. Do you remember when Hillary Clinton said after leaving the White House she was broke? And in yeah, order to yeah, to, yeah, I'd like to be that Yeah, broke. I mean... Yeah. yeah, how can someone who... Now, I want to make the difference. You can tell a lie, and it's a lie, and you can repent. You can be a liar who continually lies and repent. But there comes a point when you become the lie, you don't. You can no longer repent. Because you're given over then, you know, you no longer are in the process of, you're no longer, it's not an action, it becomes an entity. There you go, Doug. It's not an action, it's an entity. Jesus said it this way, the whole world lies in the evil one. The whole world lies in the evil one. Giving control of the Internet to the United Nations, okay, is like putting Dracula as the head of the Red Red Cross blood drawing. And they're not even a good organization. Let's take it, you know, putting him in charge of uh, dealing with wounded soldiers on a battlefield where there's plenty of blood we are watching insanity play out before our very eyes we are seeing it in the headlines and i I tell you this i believe that what we're watching in the strategy of uh... all of the communist motions george soros why isn't he in jail why isn't he in prison Okay, why? Because he's protected. How can anybody believe in the laws of this land any longer when they're subjective, when they're capricious? In other words, it doesn't apply to them, only little people. And for every uh, black brother and sister listening to this conversation, you've got to go look at Hillary's statements. Thank God there are men and women in the black community that are speaking out, and they're brethren. They're not black any anymore than I'm a white guy. Of course I'm a white guy. Of course they're black, but they have their identity in Jesus Christ and some of the greatest essays being written against uh, the democratic use of black people and almost teaching or treating them like slaves coming from some amazing black pastors and I got news for you they outnumber the white guys who are keeping their mouth shut okay now are there black pastors that are deceived yes are they leading their flock astray yes are they in violation of the election rules and laws yes but guess what there's no rules that's the point. there are no rules anymore. There are no laws anymore. You only have one right to uh, right in the United States now is you either will stand up against it in the spirit and and do what God tells you to do as a man protecting your family as uh my you know uh newly saved or uh, recently saved uh former pagan friend did. And you've got to say, what do I really believe in? What do I really care for? Or what will I really fight and die for? And I'm not talking about the red, white, and blue and bombing the hell. And, and for those of you who are offended by that statement, I'm going to say it three times. Bombing the hell out of innocent men, women, and children overseas and then calling them collateral damage. Listen, we are, we are such a a pharisaical nation within the claimants of of the church of Jesus Christ we are we are absolutely obtuse in our testimony and we overcome the devil the book of revelation says by the blood of the lamb the word of our testimony and we love not our life unto death okay three things By the word of our testimony. You got no testimony, Derek Prince used to say. If you got no testimony, you probably didn't have a test. And you better consider whether you really know Jesus as your Lord and Savior so we overcome the devil by the blood of the lamb that's what jesus does. the word of the testimony that's what 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 we share with the world and god empowers us the uh, the apostles prayed and the disciples prayed grant unto thy grant unto us lord boldness to declare thy holy son jesus i guarantee you that one isn't preached law, uh, often and so what do we get we get wormwood we get parasites feasting on the carcass of a dead orthodox once great uh, uh, establishment which where the church bells rang out and instead you'll have the baphomet in major towns you'll have an alaska an invocation by a satanic priest it's only going to get worse and by the way you will see human sacrifice totally legalized in the years ahead in the united states you'll see Well, we funded in overseas why wouldn't we do it here you know, see, Doug, I don't know how, and, and maybe you can help me, okay? Because you're more, and you are logical, and you're a very fine writer. I'm not kissing anything. But I was just saying this, you know, if you sit and analyze it as evidence as, you know, you've done your investigation, you've got your evidence, you presented it to whatever side you're representing, and the thing is plain, but there's no way to get a commitment, it's a hung, hung jury, it's a, you know, put into advisement, ad nauseum, ad infinitum. Uh, what what do you say of people? You know, the Scripture says, My people love to have it so, you know? Yeah, yeah. And for 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 God said that when we hate the truth, you know, we're turned over to believe a lie.
1: That's right. I think yeah.
0: I, I I don't know. Can you help me with this? It's very frustrating. Well, I,
1: you know, again, I I wish I could. You've got you've got an environment today where as you said, you know, and I believe this to be the case where human sacrifice, yes, is going to be legalized or whatever, open here in the United States. Well, we have that in the form of uh infanticide or the murdering of the unborn to an extent. But I think what we're gonna see as we go down the as we go down the path, and and this is just my evaluation of of events, you're you're looking at a, a to, you're looking at various groups of people all falling under this falling under the umbrella of this delusion, and uh, it's inconvenient, for example, for people to believe that the Clinton cabal still exists or the globalist agenda exists or talk of the new world order. You know, uh, Steve kind of digressing here just a tad but it, it, bringing you back into the fold here with this you know it really it got to <clears throat> it's really important for me to, to to analyze what happened last week i think what happened last week we turned a corner when hillary clinton got on and and, and gave a press conference after 260 days of virtual silence gave a press conference that included the direct attack against the alternative media or the alt-right and named Jones, Alex Jones, Infowars by name, and by implication, you and I, and behind the scenes, a whole host of others uh, that include you and I, Jones, and other Christian pastors that people don't know about yet, but will come out in the coming days. We're, we're seeing this, this open antagonism here, uh, being played out right before our very eyes and and people are uh indifferent to all of this. people are insulated from this people don 't don 't the majority of people in america the three hundred and twenty million or however many there are right now how many really are, are are tuning in to to listen to what the truth is as opposed to falling for the delusion of the great lie so i, I don 't mean to monopolize this, but you know you, you ask for a uh, direction i i 'm not sure I, I think everyone 's lost their flipping minds. I mean, really, because even within the Christian community, and this bothers me a whole lot, Steve, now that not now, now i 'm within the Christian community, we should be so strong and re- represent such a formidable army, we can win solely on the numbers. We could change the history of this country solely on the numbers by showing up, but no one wants to f- show up I, I, wow, no one wants to show up, no one wants to get involved, everyone wants to to have their cake, but not. Go out and and buy it, or or stay home and make it. Everyone wants that, and and th- that's the, uh, to use your word, the insipid society of uh, uh, nabobs here that we're seeing. I think, I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm as frustrated as you are, brother. Well, let, let's go. Let's go take up uh, golf and say the hell with it. Uh, I don't know. That delusion. Did did you? <laughs> Did you get tired of listening to me, brother? And just just no, I'm no, sorry. I had I had right, you know, mute, go.
0: or I get the people uh, complaining. I'm I'm too loud. at this, I'm sorry. You know, the deal is is that we are at the point now where all criticisms will fall short of the events as they unfold. We're at the point where people should start thanking God. And and look, I get it. I get it. Alex gets it about me. I get it about him. You know, look at the guy pouring his guts out. And when Hillary Clinton identified him as an enemy of the state and he came back at her and said, I'm not afraid of you. Thank God that Alex is, is being prayed for, you know. By the way, I was on his show, and I found him to be an incredibly bright guy. I found him to be an incredible, incredibly cordial guy. You know, I make a movie about the Jesuit control and takeover of uh, the end times within the Catholic Church, and they call me a Jesuit, okay? I speak out against uh, 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 the Khazars or anybody that isn't a real Jew and I'm called a Jew hater. I speak out against the devil being behind everything and I'm a Jew lover. You know, let me say this for all of you that have got a complaint. You can't push your finger in my face, Alex's face, Doug's face, or anybody who's out there, Pastor Langford, Pastor Langford, probably one of the most amazing men. He's my friend, but look, I'm not, I I can't keep up with him on the scripture. I don't walk the walk that he walks, okay? But I'll tell you one thing, don't start him in the Nashville, because if he ever forgets one minute he's a pastor, he's a bulldog. I'm telling you point blank. And a certain radio host should be really happy that David Langford was at his property at one point, because when some bad guys came by, he came by, possibly do somebody uh, some serious harm. It was David that went for their mutual protection. Okay, so, yeah. Is he my friend? Yes. Have I lived in his home with him and he and me with mine? Yes. You know, I'm talking with our families. Yeah. And so here's what I'm trying to say. I am sick and tired of the time being wasted in these last breath of people knocking Alex, or uh, knocking me, or knocking you, okay? Uh, you know, obviously they're going to knock us. And I know that, uh, can I say something? I always love the anonymous cowards. Blessed are you. Well, why don't you be blessed and just start, stand up for Jesus and enjoy the blessing? And I'm not mocking this when all men speak evil of you. You notice, Doug, it didn't say some men? It said right. all men. Oh, you know, so, so so the deal is, anybody who's a true brother is a rarity, anybody who's a true sister is a rarity, there are people that are amazing, men and women of God you know, and, and over and over and over they stand in the gap, you know uh, uh, let's take Jim Baker what a, an amazing guy what most people don't know is he had a second trial and he was acquitted, but they didn't let him go at the penalty of a false acqu- and somebody that was associated with him got away with a half a billion dollars, was he right in his sin no did he repent yes you know who was it bob mumford said and this is the origin i think of this statement that christians are the only people in the world that kill their wounded
1: I, I, because any, I've heard any that, yeah.
0: army knows the idea is to get the soldiers healed up so that your your uh, men are not diminishing before your eyes you know Mm-hmm. But look at it now. The attack, God bless every godly nurse, every godly doctor, listening to me will write. You don't know, and I hope you'll hear me, because it cost a man his life to tell me this, years ago. But the United Nations has a plan for doctors and nurses who won't tow their line. These yeah. people are born from hell. They hate God's creation. They hate the affection that God shows to the people that come to him through repentance and believing in Jesus Christ. They hate you. They want you dead. So let's put it in reality. When Hillary Clinton came after Alex Point Blank, she was she was basically giving, if you will, uh, the Arkanside farewell. But guess what? God is greater than that. And as she melts down before the whole world to see, and I said this, I said, if she were literally to pass away, they prop her up in a coffin and declare her that her spirit's in there. They've contained her spirit. So let's vote her in as president. I'm not kidding. I'm not, And that's why Jesus said, let the dead bury the dead. You can't fight or argue over dead orthodoxy it's dead but you can focus on the word of the lord which says behold i am the lord thy god is there anything too hard for me nope nope there's nothing lord there's nothing too hard for you there's a lot of stuff that's hard for us and he says but then that's because you're leaning on your own strength and not on mine trust me i get that one a lot and it's rightly so you know? So here's what we do. We get our marching orders from Jesus. We link up with people that are of like mind. We link up with people that aren't cowards, you know? We link up with people that are willing to express their love for Jesus. And, and you know, even as such a simple thing as praying in the restaurant, you know? If they kick you out for praying in the restaurant, you can just, you know, leave them a 20% tip and say, thank you for proving the Word of God right, you know? They hated you without a cause. And again, I'm saying to people, if you see somebody praying in the restaurant and you can afford it Buy their meal Buy their meal yeah and i mean listen this is such an easy thing to do to be proactive you know but something as simple as that something that says i appreciate you brother or sister i appreciate you couple for taking the time to acknowledge the god of heaven for all your blessings you know And I got to be—I got to tell you something. Uh, I—I'm frustrated by people I know who call themselves Christians. Okay, and they won't even—they won't even make the effort to say grace, or you know, yubba dub dub. Thanks for the grub. That's not what I'm talking about. Okay, I'm talking about a heartfelt gratefulness that carries through and covers what you may not know you're eating nowadays. So, Doug, here's here's the thing I'd like to leave everybody with. And, I, and I'm sorry. Again, I've got a splitting headache. And somebody says, see, you know, God's I'm getting him." Oh, yeah, God's got me. But I'd like to share with the people that if you want to know the headlines of tomorrow, please go on com, watch the trailer, look at what we're doing. We've got the only guy who's a pilot. Now, I know that uh, Lynn Marzulli, I think, has got some of the guys that were actually involved in one of the shootings, but the Kandahar shooting giant was a couple years before the Bagram giant. That's how we're going to, you know, where they're at two different areas but you've got multiple witnesses and multiple testimonies of of these events taking place you know we've got a general of years ago in 2005, that came forth and and gave me the story, and it's on it's on my website of the sacrifice below the Vatican, and all the world's leaders were there. All the world's leaders were there. So, do you really wonder why the New World Order is coming on strong? You, you see, Doug. Here's the thing: I don't know where the revelation is going to lead us. I don't know where the true legends. The next uh, episode. I, I I know the general plan. I, I've seen it in my. Eyes. I, I think the Lord has led it, uh, you know, led me to it. Tim is a tremendously gifted man, and uh, you know, I think I'm doing what God's called me to do—to be the producer. Producer has to bring it all together. The producer is responsible for what goes on the screen. The director is the guy that writes the narrative and then calls the shots. Unfortunately, you know, it's funny, I'm at 65 or 64, I guess, when I started this, and that's what I was trained in college in, in motion picture production and still photography. In the days we had to have aeroflexes, 16 millimeter, uh, you know, cine, uh, what were they called, cine tables, where we had to cut each scene, match it to the soundtrack, make sure when we were shooting uh, the film that we were in sync. I mean, all the old ways of doing movies, and now we can do it in a marvelous way. So I would really like those. Those of you who are out there if you want to support us look buy the dvd it's 25 bucks or download it on vimeo but if you buy the dvd you're helping us and then you're you're ensuring the next one i, I told him and we you know uh, he's been gone i've been gone but i said look we are under the gun to get this thing done we all know that everything changes you know by the first of the year and we all know that things can change abruptly. And for every single person as, whose life has been won to Jesus, how can a documentary film win people to Jesus? Simple, because we're pointing them to the Bible, we're showing them it's relevant, and we're showing them how the history and the cover-up of history has led them to believe the lies they now so greatly embrace. This is nothing new. Genetic okay. engineering, Doug. Genetic engineering and genetic Armageddon, Turning Men into Monsters, was the title of the book I wrote twenty, fifteen, twenty 20 years ago. I don't even know when now. But the thing is, is genetic Armageddon. The And see, here's another thing. People yawn, burp, and break wind, but they don't get it. They don't get it. You are that's targeted right. for extinction. That's
1: right. That's what, they, that's what they don't get. You, you know, Steve, you've said that consistently now people the the people who are awake are starting to understand that the others are so far baked so far gone in my view that you could tell them that uh you know their hair's on fire and, and they would just yawn so you know we we have to in my view anyway steve that we have to we have to save those who we can and speak to those who we can. It's not preaching to the choir. It's reinforcing yep. the, the, it's reinforcing that. Brother, look, you go and you get some rest. Thank you for, for your appearance tonight and obviously with, uh, for Tim's appearance. But, uh, indeed we're going to echo after, after your departure, we're going to be echoing the sentiments on true legends of the unholy sea and of course your future projects carrying the mantle for you. Steve, God bless you, man. Thank you. Thank you for thank you, doug and thank All you, right, Joe, bro. and
0: God bless each and every one of you intercessors. Thank you for your prayers. i can 't name you by name again I'm sorry for my voice it's gone, but we'll we'll talk and 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 I want everyone to pray if you would doug keep please people. Keep Greg Evenson in your prayers. Greg has fought the good fight of faith. He's a warrior. If he wasn't a warrior, he would have gone home to be with Jesus. But I haven't in my spirit. And who am I? Just someone who loves him immensely. I don't see where it's God's time to take him. So please keep Greg and Liz in your uh, uh, prayers. And keep Hawk in your prayers, too. Hawk is an amazing man of God. He was a guy I right. could turn my radio show over, and he needs a blessing. He needs to be uh, supported. just and, and so thank you for those of you who do and thank those of you who are sending me uh, you know uh, all the, the emails saying what a blessing it's been and that you're praying for me. So thank you and God bless you, Doug. God bless you, Joe. Thank you.
1: Good night, Thanks, sir. Steve. Stay right there. We're right back. The Hagman and Hagman Report coming to you live. Last final segment. I, I'm glad you stuck with us, folks. We do have some things to talk about, you and I, the three of us, all of us. Folks, um, in the preps, in, in the preparation for what's coming, can you see the writing on the wall? Um uh, and i don't know how many people really understand that the origin of that phrase but if you can see the writing on the wall i mean even now the headlines of course cyber wars the military is experimenting with drone sensors and actually training cyber warriors think about that now think about that headline in the context we'll say of 1995 even back in 1995 what 20 years or uh yeah 20 years ago now uh, roughly, If somebody said that to you, you'd say, come on, get go away. Or chances are you might have, but now it's reality. Oh, a human head transplant. let us uh, That sounds just, I mean, what could possibly go wrong there, right? <laughs> Remember before, when, wait a second. Before we get back to the programming, I just want to direct everyone to Minuteman Rocket Stove. That's minutemanstove.com, Joe. We've used this product. It's a, It's a Class A product, let me tell you in these times which are so uncertain this is a perfect solution for all of us the minuteman stove and the the minuteman rocket stove it's it's just a if it's a good fit for survival and for your family and for you you could it stores well what this is is a just very quickly is a biomass burning stove in other words it's a stove that uses wood, uh, but but it, just a small amount of sticks and twigs for fuel. You're going to be able to find enough fuel, even if you live in the uh, the, the bowels of New York City. And Trust me on this one. It, it requires, it uses less than a tenth of the fuel required in open fire for cooking, and the fuel is a small diameter requiring less labor, no, no tools to process. It's fully insulated, the stove that is, with ceramic refractory installation. The focus is... It focuses the heat, the results in the, which results in the cooking power comparable to really your kitchen stove. We've tried this. It works just as advertised. Self-contained seals airtight for travel and storage. And it's the only self-contained rocket stove on the market. Visit MinutemanStove.com, folks. Visit MinutemanStove.com and take advantage of their offers right now because they're, they're, these are selling out. And they're making more, but, but if you want to get them soon, get them now. Get them now. Absolutely. All right. And tell them Doug and Joe sent you.
2: Yes, and another quick announcement uh, before we continue on. Tomorrow, uh, Stan Dale will be our guest in hour number three, as he is right. each and every Tuesday. But for the first two hours of tomorrow, Sheila Zielinski
1: and Carla, will be on. And co her co-author.
2: Co-author. They have a new book out. They're going to be coming on to talk about that book. And I want to ask everybody to keep Sheila in your prayers as she is going through some type of, uh, electronic harassment in her own words as, as I spoke with her today before the show.
1: Aren't we all? And she's just having some trouble extent- doing
2: her own shows and, uh, working on her own website. Yes. And she yes. has, you know, the same, uh, you know, webmaster as Steve and, and uh, it, so there's something going on, and, and this is according to her, and I, I do believe what she says because uh, she has no reason to, to uh, kind of well, give yeah. And joy, sure, I can tell
1: you that that there is something more to that. That
2: yeah, well, she yeah. kind of mentioned something that you and me had not talked about. But tomorrow, yeah. her and her co-author Carla are going to be coming on to talk about the, her brand new book, and folks, are not going to want to miss it. And then that's going to be followed by Standeo in hour number three, and then again Friday. Jack Cashel, author of TWA Flight 800, will be here in studio, second in studio. Yeah, and, guest and I hope, appearance. Uh,
1: and I believe Nin Privateer, let's you and I talk, this is you and I talk for a minute. Uh, I do hope Nin uh, Privateer comes with him as well. He was with Jack the last time, and, uh, and he I actually think
2: he actually sat was. here on camera. Yeah, he, he co hosted. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was really great how that worked out, but uh, we were with Jack yesterday. Um, and, and let's, Let's, I, I don't want to get too much into the particulars. So I, because I just don't. We can't, we can't really do that. But, but there were people, we talked, we had talked to people yesterday, Joe, that, um. You did talk to people. Yes, we did. Yeah. Um, uh, bees too. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Had to be a, yeah. But, but Jack actually has an article out today in American Thinker. We spoke about this yesterday, uh, at length, and he had lunch with, uh, the NT- the, uh, actually the an NTSB, a member of the NTSB. Now, Jack Cashel is an investigative journalist. I mean, he is the real deal. Investigative journalist. Don't give me these wimp butt Bob Woodwards and all that, the, the you know, the overly crusted or the newfangled? Well, I'm an investigative journalist because I could fill out an FOIA form. <laughs> Sorry. All right. You have to. You have to understand what I'm talking about. Really. What? What was that? What really? What was that? Did you just have a Hillary Clinton bobblehead stroke moment? Yeah, I just. Yeah, you know, it must have been short-circuited there, right? Oh, the balloons. Anyway. Okay, we got the yak going. <laughs> but, but See, okay. Um, Jack had lunch with the NTSB member who was actually the former, who was replaced by Jim Hall on the NTSB. Um, this member... Uh, well, you have to read the article. Go to American Thinker and read the article. I- I'm going to be giving some more information out on my own on uh, an article that's going to hopefully will appear in CFP Canada Free Press tomorrow on our website, HagmanReport.com. Tomorrow, watch for that because it does contain some information that you might not be privy to, folks. But yeah, s- s- sorry about that little uh, whatever that was earlier. <laughs> I don't know uh, that that uh, uh, yeah, in- transmit. But but you know, uh, as I watch the the. And I, and I, I, look. And I wanted to
2: say something on your go, cyber story before go, you, go. I mean, unless you had want well, to the, continue the, the,
1: Real quick, just real, real quick here. The issue, uh, the, the, the cyber warriors, but everything's cyber right now. Um, cause you've been, you, your
2: DHS insider source talked about, uh, um, what was it, 47 or 4300 cyber warriors back in 2012? 3,000 3, some odd. 3,000 some odd. It was just a people. strange number, uh, yeah. of, full-time uh paid by government tax dollars cyber warriors to combat online uh political speech that did not fit the agenda or that was the truth that was getting out there and they paid right. these people to make uh you know people who wrote articles critical of the new world order and of their policies and agendas look stupid and look like they were crazy and and just to uh counter those people with their uh you know research and ideas and and biblical truths they are paid to dispute those and make those people look like idiots and I want to give an example here because this is something that's being overlooked in uh August 15th there was an article in um Politifact on yeah. politifact.com yeah. Donald Trump's baseless claims about elections being rigged you have to understand, now, PolitiFact is Well, there was quite daily cost. There the Daily Calls, there was Huffington Post, there's a lot of articles to choose from that had the same line. This was just one of the top on the search engine that I came up with. But this article goes on to say that Donald Trump preemptively challenged the results of the November presidential election, claiming in media appearances and rallies that the entire uh, system is rigged. Trump's yeah. charge of election fraud are not new to his campaign. He tweeted about dead voters delivering president barack obama's victory in 2012 well that was true there were dead voters in 2012 that voted for the current yeah and that wasn't new in 12 but yes go ahead and he goes on to uh he said you know um this article claims that as he fell behind the polls against hillary he came out and uh, said that we better be careful because the election is going to be rigged well now the, the the left and right media took him to task, and even the president made statements saying, you know, it's completely baseless that uh, Donald Trump's claims of an election being rigged or that the election process could be rigged in any way. It's absolutely baseless. He's, you know, right. basically he's,
1: he's brain dead. For he's saying he's an much. idiot, you know, and well, they might as well say that.
2: Lo and behold, FBI detects <laughs> breaches in voting systems in two states now in two states and suspects it in uh, it's happened in many more Uh, fbi detects breaches against voters against two-state voter system um but this article goes on to explain illinois and arizona yeah illinois and arizona now this is being uh, now this is cause for concern because it says the fbi has found breaches in illinois and arizona voter registration databases and is urging states to increase computer security ahead of the November 8th presidential election, according
1: to U.S. familiar with the probe. Joe, they're blaming the Russians on this. Exactly. Okay, now Now, hold the phone. What they go on
2: to say here is that an official speaking in the condition of anonymity said they're seeking evidence whether uh, other states may have been targeted. The FBI uh, issued a warning August 18th and a a fresh alert from the cyber division um, to voter officials in these states and Reuters obtained a copy of the document after Yahoo News reported the story on Monday. Now, one thing I have not seen is anybody come out and say, well, what Trump said about the potential for a rigged election was actually true. They have not said that. What they've done is they've turned around and they've tried to blame the Russians, and they're trying to turn this around and saying that this is going to be rigged for Trump if you read into these articles. (laughs)
1: Yes. Yeah. Oh, it, it's going to benefit. Any rigging is going to benefit Trump. When has any rigging benefited a conservative? Notice I did not say Republican, but a conservative with conservative, uh, at least at least openly conservative at this point, um, uh, bias. Right.
2: No, so something that Trump, Donald Trump said about three weeks ago and – subsequently right after the media said was impossible the president said was was impossible and anybody who said or thought that way uh was basically ridiculous and uh, you know a complete moron they're now saying there is a larger attack possible and that this election cycle on november 8th could be rigged now think about that we're going
1: to be lucky if we get through this flipping election but think about that
2: they have gone from saying it you know Virtually impossible. It would be like flying a plane to the Pentagon, for instance. <laughs> um, you know, to, to rig a U.S. election. Now my question is, have they done this 180 because they're afraid of the real poll numbers, the real Ooh. Trump
1: versus Hillary
2: support?
1: Are they, are they setting us up for a contested election? Correct. And, and that's something that we have to keep our eyes on because, because in this article, this not only did they,
2: how are they reporting the two states that there was a potential, uh, you know, rigging, yep. they're saying larger attack question mark. Ominous. Question mark. It's very ominous. And, you and, know, and, three weeks yeah. ago, it couldn't happen. Now yeah. a
1: larger attack. Yeah. And we need to be, be paying attention to this, Joe. I think, I think we're being gamed. And I was amazed by speaking with some of the, really incredible minds yesterday. I was amazed at, at how many people suspected and I'm I'm not talking about some I'm not talking about anyone who is really involved in analyzing dare I say conspiracy theories. I'm talking about mainstream conservative thought. I'm amazed and I and I don't I don't know, I didn't expect this. How many people believe that, that this election in particular With the, with the way, with the, the way the ticket is right now, tickets are right now, is going to be gamed. I mean, is going to be manipulated. I was just amazed at that, at that thought. At that, at how many people thought that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, I, okay. And the, the potential for contesting it and also the potential for not having an election. I would not have bet. When you, when you've got somebody who first voted, in the FDR, the first FB, FDR, or uh, the second FDR administration, that is saying, "Wait a minute, things are not right here." And this person has all all of, all of their faculties. Seventy plus seventy seventy years voting. Seventy four. Seventy four years. Yeah, I mean, you think about that for a moment, and and if anyone would know. That's that a person. great idea. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that, that, that's sounds a warning, I think, and it should sound a warning to every listener out there because it, the news is, is coming at every one of you so fast and so quick. Uh, any, and by the way, anyone who does say that they have like a really great handle on things that, oh, they got it all figured out. Okay. I got it all figured out. Well, yeah, I, I mean, aside from what's in the Bible, the word of God, I, yes but anyone else who says I, I got i got pretty much everything figured out run mhm run another piece of news i um,
2: want to get to there's two pieces i want to hit before we we end the broadcast um this i find very interesting from today obama will bypass senate and ratify the paris climate accord himself during a trip <laughs> to china <laughs> is from the Washington Times. Yeah. President Obama is prepared to enter into the Paris Climate Accord as early as this week, even though Republicans have insisted that the pact must be ratified by the Senate
3: Doesn't according matter.
2: to a report out of China. Well, how about matter. according to the Constitution? The South China Morning Post reported that Mr. Obama and Chinese and the Chinese president are set to jointly announce their ratification of the... The International Climate Change Pact on Friday, two days before the start of the 11th G20 Summit in China. There are still uncertainties from the U.S. side due to the complicated U.S. system of ratifying such a treaty. I mean, they mean such a complicated
1: law to get around. Oh, yeah, well, it's not a treaty, right? I mean, can, you, can write a, you, can, you can sign on to it because technically it's not a treaty. It, it, it depends on what the word is is in this case, I think. <laughs> I don't know. Now, don't forget, folks, Loretta
2: Lynch and Obama talked about how they could go after climate change deniers on the Internet and uh, in other venues, basically prosecuting them for not believing in man-made climate change or paying a carbon tax but this is what this comes down to and, and this is not the only thing Obama is trying to do before he ends his term as president it has come out again today and it says that the white house says it sees a path to approval of the trans-pacific partnership
1: yes now yes.
2: this again is something that the president is going to try to do without the approval of congress as he sits with the former secretaries of states from henry kissinger to Madeleine albright to colin powell um, and others uh, last year in the white house in november but this article from today says the white house said on monday it could still win congressional approval of the trans-pacific partnership trade pact before president obama leaves office and warned that failing to do so would undermine the u.s leadership in the region The president is going to make a strong case that we have made progress and that there is a path for us to get this done before the president leaves. According to White House spokesman, the most dangerous
1: period in history is right now with this with this Muslim in chief in the in this renegade in the White House. And we'll
2: see what happens because Mitch McConnell, the U.S. uh, majority leader in the Senate, said they would not
1: vote on the pact until the next president was in office. We'll we'll see. We'll, We'll see. Well, speaking of Muslim in chief. Everyone's talking about this. I don't, I'm not sure I know how to pronounce this idiot's last name. Uh, Colin Kaepernick. Is that k Kaepernick? Colin Kaepernick. Kaepernick.
2: 49ers. Kaepernick. San Francisco 49ers
1: right. quarterback who refuses to
2: be part of the right. uh, racist, uh, Pledge of Allegiance. Well, you know the Stars backstory behind this? No, you, I you saw know, the articles. I did you, not bother to read them.
1: Okay. Here's what
2: some idiot sports guys. Lo-
1: I, I, yeah, I don't care either. But, but, but see, I only care to the extent that this is this is Exhibit A in what's going on today, because you see maybe behind it, every what maybe idiot was harsh. I have said no idiots, but right. Uh, but but uh, this Kaepernick guy, all right. Behind every successful man, there's a, there's a woman, you know, or be uh, whatever the saying is. Well, behind every idiot, moron, uh, we're gonna have to. Turn his last name into a verb or some sort of adjective, but but regardless, his he's got you know he's got a, a Muslim girlfriend. Her name is I, Nessa know, Diab. Oh yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, and, and it, it was her that suggested, well, sit this out. You know, this um, there's a report by this gossip columnist, Therese Owens, where she uh, this Therese Owens points out that the uh, 49ers quarterback. Uh, Colin, whatever his last name is, Refreezer yeah, Kaepernick. Okay, it's actually a very good quarterback. Well, uh, he, okay, well, I mean, he he is a very uh, good football care. player. Yeah, well, he probably how much did he get paid, you know, twenty gazillion mm-hmm. dollars. Okay, so yeah, well, he was protesting black oppression in the United States. Well, the, the 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 mental the mind the mind behind this is Nessa Diab, who is an MTV DJ. Well, she's a Muslim. They're going to have this Islamic wedding. Did you know that? Okay, yeah. this whole this whole Black Lives Matter slash Black oppression and Nation of Islam overlaps as well as the modern Islamic thought. This is why it's important because this is a cultural invasion right now that we're witnessing in the in the attack on our culture, as as exemplified and illustrated by this very. Moronic thing that this guy is doing is taking down our country. Can you imagine? Can you imagine being invited to, or or growing up in someone's house? You know, um, uh, spending a lot of time in someone else's house where you're welcomed, you're embraced, you're given all sorts of opportunities, food, you know, and then taking a leak on their floor. Okay, it's because ah, I don't. To me, that's what they're doing. That's what, or that's what this, this, this moron's doing with, uh, with his girlfriend behind the scenes. And this is to well, me, this is what the Muslims are doing it, here as they come in.
2: It's because, you know, there's two parts of that. The one, the Muslim part is that their own stated objective of a caliphate is immigration to other countries. Sure. Um, exporting terror. It's not yeah. that they don't want to be here. They do want to be here. They just want to take over. But, or you know, yes. What what is troubling? What you're saying is that somebody who has grown up in America, and what what is it? The Star Spangled Banner and that what is the national anthem? That are you they, asking us? Yeah, I don't. What did they sing at the beginning of the games? I don't remember or the national anthem. The national anthem, and that was from the Revolutionary War, or that was the Star Spangled Banner. That was from the Revolutionary War. It doesn't matter. Help, the point me is, folks.
1: Can you see the error? The point
2: here? is, I said it doesn't matter. No, know, the I point know. is this. Is that, um, this is somebody who was born in America, grew up in American schools and college, went to college, uh, was very successful. Basically, um, some have called him spoiled, uh, from some of the headlines I read Mm -hmm. or, you know, part of Generation Snowflake for being so touchy about it. But. Like you say (laughs) about, you know, these people who want to come in and change the culture that they live in. What made America great for so many years? It was Bible believing, uh, family foundation, community oriented, uh, you know, peace and love and working together.
1: Yeah.
2: You have all these people that are born here now, and, and especially these celebrities in Hollywood who are, you know, so anti American, they might as well be North Korean. Um, you know, go live in North Korea. Go live in these other countries that, You won't be so oppressed by their, you know, um, songs of tribute to before sporting games or whatever you want to call it. Um, why should this country change to other cultures when this country was, you know, made up of other cultures and somehow got all along, you know, together, not all the time, but they came together. Even though they were all different and from all different parts of the world to make the greatest nation in the history of the world. Well, according to the world.
0: (laughs) Right. Uh, No, I mean, I I understand. That makes sense.
2: Yeah. It just, and now it's, it's the opposite. You have all these cultures still here, different cultures, new cultures, but now it's the opposite. Everybody wants it their way instead of everybody uh, coming together and unifying, you know, for the good of the nation they're building. Everybody's
1: coming together and tearing apart the nation they're destroying. Exactly. Uh, folks, before we close out the program, let me ask you this. Any small business owners out there, if if there are, or uh, Christian-owned businesses out there? Lemonade stands, Ken? yeah, Absolutely, they do. Uh, if you visit the Hagman, re, visit HagmanReport.com. That's HagmanReport.com. Go ahead. Go ahead. You can do it. Visit HagmanReport.com. Right now, here's what we're doing Um we have an initiative where you can advertise with us on our program. We are, you know, I believe we are the answer to your needs. We, we've gotten wonderful testimonies from various businesses who advertise with us. We have now, um, uh, worked out a deal, uh, or worked out this, this advertising package that's affordable for small businesses. And of course, back in November, 2015, we celebrated a thousand episodes right here on air. If you can believe that no one said it would last or people said it wouldn't last. um, but, uh, visit hagmanreport.com. Check on the red box. Scroll down and there's a big red box there. You can see where you can have the opportunity to advertise on this program. The reason I bring this out is we are in a fight. And, and you mentioned this earlier. Uh, Steve mentioned this earlier. We're all in a fight as Christians that, uh, for the part of our lives. And if you don't believe that, just, just wait another day or week or whatever, but it's coming. We are under attack by all corners, by all, by all, foe and friend alike, and, and that's disconcerting in and of itself. But we've worked it out. Where the um, if you own a business and, and if you are searching for effective advertising, we're your answer. This is not. I don't mean for this to be a sales pitch, as much as I do mean it to be a call to arms. Sure you know call it a sales pitch to some extent but it's a call to arms too because what we need to do is we need to gather together and and be that formidable force that where we can we can grow our business you can grow your business you can because we can we can produce the results but again you know we 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 are selective in those who we choose to who want to advertise with us and we've turned on we've turned on previous advertisers and uh so anyway, a potential advertisers this. so uh I just want to mention that before we get into any further and close out the program. Hagmanreport.com. Scroll down and take a look at the advertising opportunities. And, and if you're interested, go ahead and read through that. And uh uh if you want to send an inquiry via email, it's opportunities at, at hagmanreport.com, I believe it is or Hagman uh, the 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 link is on there. So anyway. Just a, a quick uh headline before we
2: part ways for the evening. Um, Did you see what the new DNC chair said today? Yes. Um, The the new DNC chair, (laughs) uh, Donna Brazil, I think her name is. Yeah, close enough. Appeared on ABC's This Week, and the topic of discussion was the Clinton State Department and the foundation, Clinton foundations, pay to play. That's right. Now, folks who are familiar with that, what that means is, countries like Saudi Arabia or individual donors like George Soros would give money to the Clinton Foundation, a big donation. You want to and see me? In return, me? they yeah. get to come to meet her in the State Department and get governmental favors. That's
1: right. You want to ask me? Pay me? Yeah. to play. Yeah, that's right. That's right.
2: So this new head of the DNC chair is on the ABC show this week. And declared that pay for play uh, is like someone who is a a donor saying, I want access. um, But this is that she goes on to say, this is just an attempt to criminalize normal behavior. Specifically, when asked about pay for play allegations against the Clinton Foundation, she responded as follows First of all, the way i look at it is that i've been a government official so you know i know something this notion that somehow or another someone who is a supporter or is a donor or who's an activist saying i want access i want to come into a room i want to meet people we often criminalize behavior that is normal i don't see they, what they all the even, smoke
1: is they don't even recognize criminal Behavior, Criminal conduct. (laughs) Imagine sitting in an interview room in a a police department and saying, well, you know, it's just normal. It's just what we do. (laughs) You don't Uh, criminalize murder since when?
2: (laughs) Honestly. No, I mean, but
1: but, but this is so insane.
2: So the new DNC chair is saying Clinton's pay-to-play scandal is an attempt to criminalize
1: normal behavior. Yeah, yeah, normal behavior, my butt. (laughs) It's it's just insane. Yeah, it, it is insane. I, again, I, please accept our thanks for all of your help. We need to pray. We need to hit our knees. Pray for our country. The, the the we need to pray pray for our Christians overseas. We need to pray for Donald Trump. We need to pray for the system. When I say pray for the system, pray for for I, I suppose pray for justice, Joe. I mean, how would you what would you describe that as? Pray for pray for uh, godly Just wisdom pray. on. On our country and on this earth. That's right. God bless each and every one of you. Tomorrow night, uh, Sheila Zelensky followed by Stan Dale and then Friday, Jack Cashel. Thanks, bud.